Sandy on. Would you want Marie? Danny, I don't know what to say. Say yes. Yes. Oh. oh, Danny, this this means so much to me, because I know now that you respect me. Danny. Sandy. Oh, Sandy. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. Coming in like grease lightning, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. I would have thought if there was a chance for you to say I'm Zuko, that was it. Oh, well, yeah, I'm thinking of that. <laughs> no, you weren't. Wait for the coda. I'll just, I'll just let her, I'll just let her, uh, who, and who, uh, I said my, my name was Ian. And, and I'm the pink lady, you know. The <laughs> <laughs> pink lady. Uh, I, I'm Zico. <laughs> well, you mentioned that. You are dressed in some attire. What, what you want to explain, because you're supposed to, I, I, people are new to podcasts, and they say, any advice? I say, yes, bring the audience in. Don't yeah. keep them out of your stories. Bring them in. So you want to talk about what you're wearing? Well, so about six years ago, I got to play Zuko, and um, I'm a huge, huge Grease fan. And I've never known that about you. Wait, I, what? <laughs> and I, I collect memorabilia of Grease, so anything I can get What's my hands Greece? on <laughs> is the word. Oh, very good. <laughs> that was impressive, actually. I like that. <laughs> we should mention, because thanks to long-standing demand, Liam is now on Twitter. I am, yeah. yeah. And isn't your thing like Liam Grease... It's, it's just Zuko Grease. Oh, Zuko, Zuko Grease. Grease 78. Yeah, so you might have a slight affinity for the show. <laughs> I do indeed, I do, I do. And because um, I've worn the T-Birds jacket, I thought I'd wear the Pink Ladies jacket today. I forgot you had a T-Birds jacket as well. Yeah, I was going to break out the T-Birds and I went, do you know what? I've worn the T-Birds, yeah. I've not worn the Pink Ladies jacket. I have are. the Pink Ladies jacket on. So I have. See, well, you, seeing, you in, seeing you in pink isn't anything new. <laughs> whether true. it's whether it's hair or a shirt that's you know very, very there's, there's some guys you'd be really afraid of it but uh, i'm not one of those but you are definitely not one of I'm those. So not. <laughs> i've rocked the pink i think so, both of you wear more pink and own more pink than i have yeah well you know especially in the stereotype it's a changing world yeah. speaking of that changing world let's talk about what we charted this week shall we so uh, we charted this week in the united states of america, america. in great britain uh in oh spain brazil ireland Back. Ireland, Ireland's been a while. I love that. Denmark, Saudi Arabia, India, that. Singapore, Israel, Finland, Finland, Finland. <laughs> That's the country for me. me. Well, it's one of our countries. Uh, <laughs> Ukraine, Taiwan, Nigeria, uh, also number 30 in Australia. I don't wow. think we've been that big there before. No. So there we go. Good day. Good day indeed. We'll be doing podcasts down there soon, mate. Well, th- and when we do, throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> that's not a podcast. That's a podcast. Why is your Australian accent Scottish? I, <laughs> because you naturally go to Scottish. You do. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, number forty-two in Switzerland. Number thirty-seven in the Czech Republic. Number forty-three in Pakistan. Wow. Number twenty in South Africa. Number 15 in Germany. 
Wow. Nice. We hadn't been in Germany for a while. Oh, I'd love to go to Germany. Can we do a podcast I in Germany? I love Germany. D- Dankeschön. Uh, That's German, right? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been all that Dankeschön we did last week on Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and then uh, finally, number three in Malaysia, oh. including number 19. Sierra Leone, we'll leave the light on for you. We always will. We always, maybe this, this, is, this is not a very popular Ferris Bueller sentiment. Yeah, maybe. In Sierra Leone. Yeah. But we will leave the light on for you this week. Yeah. We know you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, we had we have had our best week ever. We have had our wow. best month ever. Like this current seven day stretch, best we've ever had. Best thirty day stretch we've ever had. And Ferris Bueller is now the most successful first seven day run of, a, of an episode. Really? We've had. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. <laughs> uh, it beat Shrek. Shrek's still our best first day. Yeah. But uh, Ferris Bueller's beat the record with a day to go. Wow. So yeah. Uh, so, Thank you guys. Thank you. You know, no need to say Ferris. He's doing all right by himself. I was going to say. <laughs> so. Ooh yeah. Oh, yeah. I did do a, a, a check that is Duffman. It is. It is Duffman. <laughs> I checked. Uh, promo. I uh, keeping it low key. Episode two just dropped. I was very ranty on that one. <laughs> you were. I was listening ranty. to it while watching the dishes today. I was like, "Ooh, I, I agree with everything I said." I was like, yeah. <laughs> I I was like you standing going, yeah, yeah." I was yeah. like, "You go." <laughs> I, the funny thing is, I go, "I wish I'd, I wish I'd said this," and and, and then, then, you and, say then it. and then I said, like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> I didn't forget that. Uh, obviously, our episode on Ferris Bueller. Catch that out. The BFE mail call, which is doing really well. Wow, Yay. really, really well. So, and people are starting to think of stuff. We didn't know. We thought maybe people might want a little bit more about us. Maybe, maybe not. And not only Mm -hmm. in the giving of questions, but also in the downloading. Higher than our usual stuff. So thank you very much on that. Thank you. Higher than a usual Friday release anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess you don't need to have seen the film to listen to that one. I suppose not. Yeah. No, you just go. So that's one where you go, yeah, where it might be, you might not like Greece. And if you did, you might not necessarily download this episode. But if you go, if you know the podcast, you might go, I, I know who these people are. Mm-hmm. I would like to know more. And that was the opportunity for that. And we'll be doing another one in August for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Prasad, uh, say it again. Just go ahead. A, A, download the interview because it was great having Sean the guy on. guy was amazing. And secondly, so we've been throwing some, some tweets out for yeah. the shipwrecked comedy and their, um, oh, what's it called? Headless. Headless, yeah. Yeah, and they're currently in the crowdfunding uh, sort of uh, stage of that. Yeah. So on behalf of the podcast, I know we have uh, supported that and gone, hey, thanks a lot. Really, really appreciated that. So I think, Georgia, you're doing it privately even. Oh, I've supported monetarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, the, the the podcast has also done it in a sense, or you know, yeah, yeah. 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 So, the, the, so we just wanted to show you know more than just words, a tangible appreciation for the work they are doing. Yeah, they're doing amazing stuff. I mean, they were a third funded in 48 hours, so they're doing yeah. really, really well. I never thought I'd be that entertained by a crowdsourcing video. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's actually good really good. Video. It's really well written for just what that is, yeah. you know, because I think they get like everything's the product, not just the finished thing, but every everything. step along the way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, we, I'm getting daily updates from them on their, on their, they're where they're at. Cast yeah, it's as, amazing. As they hit like seven, seven K milestones. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, also, we've got a real roundtable on Tom Cruise, which we're recording just as soon as we finish this one. Yeah. So, and then finally, uh, catch me on Thief's Monthly Movie Loot. It came out midweek. We talked about blockbusters. It was a heck of a long episode, <laughs> but we're talking about big movies. Big and sometimes movies. big movies require big conversations. They do. You're not wrong. Thank you. You might say, Ian is always right. right. <laughs> I see you up for that. Thank you very much. Uh, let's talk about some reflections and corrections here. I uh, we, we went ahead. We thought, was Matthew Broderick ever on Friends? No. Was he not? He was no. on um, Modern Family. Yeah. He was on Modern Family. Oh, okay. Georgia, we did say. Did Georgia went, it. I'm going to go p- look I that did up. Have it. And then we never got back I to mean, the conversation. You, you, you <laughs> never went back to it. So I was like, okay. I questioned. 
I opined, you might say, mm-hmm. the way that Ferris's parents treat him and treat his sister, is there a chance that their family is somehow of a Jewish heritage yes. or faith? Yeah, yeah. I found some few things that said uh, that Ferris is Jewish. Ah. And that would explain the 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 way that the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the treatment of the two children down what Hollywood shows us as a stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was I kind of just wow. pulled pulled that out of the air yeah, and yeah, found yeah. out no no it's actually quite 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 accurate. So I was like all right, uh, a couple of things. Ju- uh, the swearing continues from our from our audience about Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Julene says I would just like to say Ferris Bueller is an asshole. <laughs> He's a terrible friend. He is. Yeah. Uh, and from film effects that Alan Ruck was perfect in this. Yeah, he was way old at the time to be playing a high schooler, but in the end it still works. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. I who, who is which one was he? He was uh, Cameron. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one in the hockey jersey. Yeah, he didn't thing. look particularly old. No, I thought he. I thought he, I didn't look at him and go, "He's way too old to be." In this. Unlike some of these. Unlike some of the people. Yeah. In <laughs> there was one especially. There's one who I have as my most egregious casting. I know it's not mathematically correct because I know who the. I don't know what the number is, but I know who is the oldest. Yeah. But as far as the one, where I'm like, you just look way too old. I've got my vote. I absolutely <laughs> have my vote. Uh, X Radio X says they can watch Ferris Bueller any day. Perhaps it's a, it's a generational thing. And I said, I am older than you, I think, or, or close to the same age. Yeah. So I don't think it is. I don't think it's that we were kind of, you know, I was kind of crapping on it, not because it doesn't fit my generation. It clearly does. Uh, and it's not a movie I'd, I'd not watch ever again. It's a movie I will watch again. I, I can imagine at some point it'll be on. I'll, but it's not one I'll watch through it. time and time and time again. I don't see it being appointment viewing for me. No. I just like the fact that whoever, whoever that was assumed that you guys were <laughs> younger and of not of the generation. Well, we assume we're young, yeah. No, it just makes me laugh because obviously they don't, like people don't actually know and that um, is weird. Carlos said, love all yeah. little Easter eggs and references to other Hughes films. Also, if you like Grace, the secretary, uh, she has a great bit part on planes, trains and automobiles. She you does. saw that and didn't like that film, Georgia. I don't remember it, so yeah, I probably didn't like it. Yeah. Um, also from John Hughes. Okay. So we sat here. I'm sure we did the, as a group. It was John Candy. Yeah, I think we did watch yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. just can't, I just can't remember okay. it. Uh, he says the bits with the valet guys had him in stitches and wasn't expecting Ian to come down so hard on Ferris. As for next week, I've never seen Greece and really don't see that changing. <laughs> so let this Ooh. be, Carlo, let this be um, your education. I, don't, I bet you Carlo still listens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spyhard said this movie listen, is oddly responsible for my love of the Beatles and Alan Ruck. And then he and I shared some things about, uh, I used to be a paid chorister in a, in, a, in a fancy church choir. Did you? One of those ones over in England with the boys. Did you wear a little collar? I did. It was uh-huh. called a, it's, it's called a ruff. That's ah. exciting. And have you we, got any pictures? I think I, oh, I, I have somewhere, I'm sure. We need I, to see that. I will try and get that out. <laughs> um, but we used to go around at, at Christmas and do carols. But along with our Christmas carols, we threw in like a, a medley of Beatles songs. And this is my introduction to Beatles, was, was being oh, like eight okay. years old and singing these songs. So we sang When I'm 64. We sang With a Little Help from My Friends. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. And my, my still to this day, my favorite Beatles song and Penny Lane, the barber shaves, another customer. Oh, I did Penny favorites. Lane at high school in our Love in our Penny choir, Lane. and that was so. It was an a cappella version as well, yep. so it was all they all of the beats were done vocally, and then song. just two of us did the the actual words. It was a lot of fun. Love Penny Lane. Ian, is this why you've got so much hate for barbershop? Because because I did what? Because because you did the Beatles like remix and choral version. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. No, we weren't doing like four. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> uh, lots of keyword love. It was museum, I think. Wasn't it last week? 
I think yes, so. Yes, it was. Because Julian was. Hermes, Carlo, amongst it others, was, were getting hold of me with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, friends, I don't know if anybody saw the tweet of the, the, the carpool karaoke that happened sort of spontaneously. I saw the still of it, but I didn't watch it. No, so, didn't. They, they, so it actually answered one of our questions or one of the points I was making. Yeah. So they're driving. They go, should we do just a little carpool karaoke maybe? Oh, what's this? It was the theme song to Friends. Yeah. And so they get to the chorus and Corden goes, I'll be there for you. And Ashton goes, oh, look, he's harmonizing. <laughs> just saying so i did retweet that that's out there that's cool instantly my thought wasn't oh that's cool it was i was right <laughs> um alex from main street finance said just finished episode one of keeping it low key loved it as always really appreciate the folky loki and the sunny in philadelphia reference georgia made with infinity stones to electric boogaloo that was not a sunny in philadelphia reference <laughs> i did I, I have not seen it i just like electric boogaloo i like the word boogaloo because that's the thing that gets said after all sequels yeah. Yeah, now is Electric Boogaloo because it's based off of some actually I forget what the name mm-hmm. of the film is but it's just that thing that you call sequels yeah so yeah so he he didn't know that and so we kind of changed a couple tweets about that uh, mailbag Carlo goes woo started listening sorry if I stirred the nest with his first question that would be the train spotting question if you will <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but I wanted to get out because of your level of camaraderie I hear from all of you loved your responses cheers I mean we didn't even talk about the Amelie incident there is like i'm sure it's the last one of those we'll have for a long time there's physical proof of an apology gift yeah in this room from that amelie let's just just, let's just leave the amelie incident as like this this thing that can hang there for a while people go what is the amelie incident we're leaving it there keep coming up and coming up and coming up good old rufus yeah uh, I told this episode was really entertaining. Thoroughly enjoyed listening. A different format was very refreshing. This is an anonymous. Uh, the intro is probably the greatest one in the history of podcasts. Oh, wait, that wasn't anonymous. That was Russell the Postie. Hey. <laughs> oh, Who has changed his name on Twitter to Russy the Postal. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. God bless him. Nice. Brilliant. Your next favorite movie. Disappointed no one brought up Shawn Michaels for their wrestling. I like Shawn Michaels. He's which, good. One's, which one's I- he? I'm oh. happy to claim him if you want. There you go. Oh, really? Ellie loves Shawn Michaels. I, 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 I was a really like big him. fan. Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you were either Team Bret Hart. You are the Bret Hart, or you were Shawn. Yeah. It, it was like Oasis and Blur. Yeah. And Brett. so you know, I went on Bret. Yeah, Hitman. same. Hitman. This uh, is like me supporting the Broncos. I am getting. It's right. I am getting a lot. <laughs> I am getting a lot of grief about the sandwich story. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about the about the the the, the five pound sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how that needs to be eaten. So yeah, I'm really confused. I don't. Remember you, you were, I'm not going to repeat it. If you yeah, want to no, find no, it, I'm going to leave it there. If you want to find that, go back listen to the mailbag. Yeah, it was the bit where you guys were all really tired and started laughing at me over a poor word choice because. Uh, couple things last on the way out uh well before we finish the the reflections and corrections carlos had just finished listening had a lot of fun with it as verbal ticks go having edited almost two hours of me and ian talking i have to say the sigh he does when he's struggling with his answer is his verbal tick (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it's a tick i like that yeah You, you you feel me trying to work through that answer and then finally alex from main street finance who said because i said you know hashtag ian is always right and then i claim that uh, I don't have any catchphrases. And I went, that doesn't sound like something I do. <laughs> and he gave me a timestamp, so I just want to listen to it. So let's do it. None of you guys have been prepped for what I'm about to no, do. No, 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 So no. Let's, let's, let's have a listen here. Is done. They're not necessarily or, or, negative. Or, 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 or even, they? obviously, like a little catchphrases. Movies yeah. got a movie. Oh, we've got so many catchphrases. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of one for me. All right. So <laughs> I got to think of one for me. And he's like, well, surely you'd have, you know, 
maybe just something, some sort of self-awareness problem. Because less than two minutes after you said movies got a movie, you said that. Yeah. And so I said, keep listening. They're not necessarily or, or, negative. Or, or, or even, obviously, like a little catchphrase. Movies yeah. got a movie. Oh, we've got so many catchphrases. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of one for me. I love... <laughs> now, Liam, you laughed. So I'm going to go ahead and pitch this to you. Why did you laugh? <laughs> because... It's a look on your face. Okay. It's a look on your face that made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, am I being serious that I don't think I have any catchphrases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I've, I'm aware, I've got so many stinking cats. So I do. That was dry humor. Yeah, so if you're going to England. This is, this, is, this is England and the idea about that sort He's of. converting. That sort of. De- Canadians are known for their sarcasm yeah, as yeah. well. So that deadpan delivery, though. That's funny. And the whole, and the whole, yeah, I'm trying to think of one too. I'm easily the most guilty of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily yeah, the most yeah, guilty yeah, yeah. of it. But so, I still need a catchphrase. You, you, that should be your that catchphrase. Is your catchphrase. <laughs> I still, I still need a catchphrase. I still need a catchphrase. I do have a hashtag, Ellie, Ellie Weenie's talk, though. There we go. So yeah. I'm now referring to myself as Ian King of the Catchphrase. King of the Catchphrase. That's right. Catchphrase King has been taken. So ah. I'm going to go with King of the Catchphrase. So there we go. Uh, shout outs really quickly to Genesis. New listeners that I started Wee. listening to the Shrek episode as my first and learned so much about Shrek I didn't know. I'm very excited to continue. When Thank Harry you. Met Cinema, great name for a pod. That's yes. And I discussed the genius of Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. So oh, I've good. Seen that. So good. Love fish. It is my greatest uh, comedic acting performance in the history of cinema. That one. Yes. It's until good. I'm until I'm remember otherwise. Better even I think than Johnny Depp in because he's he's the supporting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, he's so good. There's a scene I really don't like in it. Okay, I forget which one that is, but I'm sure it'll come down the pipe at some point. It's eligible, and I love that movie. Cool. Uh, friend of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Wanted Liam on episode one of Loki for the wow factor alone. Wow. <laughs> More ways Sorry, than Dwayne. one for the wow factor. Well, he's you're on episode two. I'm in episode two. There we go. And we do say it. We do say it, yeah. Wow. More than he wow. does. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Film Rage for all the love. Family Plot Podcast for all the love. It's a musical podcast for the shout outs. Uh, Juline for all the love. The F yeah, Nerds for you. all the love. So Wizard for the love. Carlo for the love. The BHH cast for all the love. They said, don't miss Miss this podcast. They met us. They could have been on themselves. They met us. Shoot the flick for all the love. The Ocho Duro Parlay Hour for all the love. The Brody Sports Talk Podcast for all the love. Malice After Midnight for the love. Shoot the flick for the love. Your next favorite movie for the love. Chance Whitmore for the love. And once again, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said... I wish I had some nice soft music in the background. <laughs> I'll do some for you. Ding, ding, ding. I must say, I'm a little unsure what I said to upset Ellie. Feminine touch, I in no way meant to offend you, Ellie. I simply meant with Liam and Ethan doing my bit, I was missing George's feminine touch. I in no way meant to offend you, Ellie. The pod is always much richer with your inclusion. Sincerely yours, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. So I believe I see that you have you have found you have found it in your heart to forgive Dwayne. I think I saw. I have much yeah, quicker than Georgia. Sort it out. Yeah. yeah. Well done. You. I did. I don't feel. I can't actually remember what he did to Georgia, but I feel like he wronged her more significantly. He did. He said he didn't like the so. white rabbit. Yeah, he's like Alice Wonderland. Oh. We've picked that scab off. That wound's not fully healed yet. Uh, Evan from Verbal Diorama, who suggests we're reviewing the wrong Greece, she says, and I quote, Greece 2 is the superior Greece. Ah. I was talking to my well. nana today because she was around and she was like, what are you doing on your little film thing today? I was like, I'm doing doing Greece. She was like, is that the one where there's two? I was like, yes, nana, there's two. And she goes, have I seen you in that? I went, yes, nana, you've seen me in that. She went, 
is that the one with all the girls in the high school and they do the singing it's a musical isn't it well, yes Nana it's a musical that was the, the extent of our conversation so. alright Liam thoughts Grease 1 Grease 2 well Grease 2 is the first one I ever watched and I fell in love with Michelle Pfeiffer and I still have it in my heart it's still one of my favourites but the first one really 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 gets me so I'm afraid the first one just pips the second mm, sorry I'm Liam's the soundtrack, not on board. the soundtrack is nope. brilliant the soundtrack to Grease 2 Isn't is there a song about having sex for America? Yeah. <laughs> America is calling. Let's care enough to give our very like, best. Like, talk about, like, your, your worst Boy, life. We give you know, our very best. Like, like, it's kind of like the world could end today kind of line, and you don't yeah. want to die a virgin, but instead, like, let's do it for America. Yeah. Let's do it for the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> the um, New York Yankees. Nick and Russ uh, said, they're not sure this will happen, but if all the fans of Best Film Ever can get the ratings up on Rotten Tomatoes, the fine people at BFE could review the great indie film Bubba Hotep. Uh, people can't raise the rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is by industry uh, critics. Is it? IMDb, IMDb you can IMDb raise. IMDb, the other one, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I get on that. Uh, he, he really wants us to review it. I said, uh, hands are kind of tied unless yeah, someone we, uses a wild card. You we, never know. Can he do it? You never know. A hindsight movie review said, check out your review of Dr. Horrible and just think about the last scene of that epic web series and me tear up all over again. Such a wonderful series and a great discussion. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee for a heck of an intro this week. And I quote Bueller, 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 art galleries, an expensive car, a spot in the parade, and a principal who really should know better than to climb in through a dog door. You can find all this and more this week on the BFE. <laughs> That's good. She does the best ones, I think. I really do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carlo, who there's some stuff about Jeffrey Jones that if you want to Google and look him up, the principal, yeah, there's... Yeah. There's, I don't, if it was last week, it was one of those sides you like so much. <laughs> if, it was, yeah. if it was last week, I, I probably would have thrown it in there if I'd found it in the, in the notes that I did. Um, if you want to look up, it's there. It's just yeah, kind of a yeah. kind of a really down place to start an episode. It is, it is. So uh, Paul and Griff said, sounds like Georgia went to both a rough school and a high tech school. <laughs> Keypads on your lockers. I meant as in like little, like the ones that you twist with the numbers on, not beep, 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 beep. So by twist with the numbers, do you mean a combination lock? lock? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit different from no, a keypad. But I think that is, that is, it's a padlock, it's a keypad, is whatever you call it. No, a keypad, you actually have to push keys. Yeah. That's why it's called a keypad. <laughs> That's a beep, 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 beep. Hashtag words mean things. Oh, it's not like <laughs> it is somewhat fitting that in a mistake about keypads, Georgia pushed a button and couldn't get it to work. Yeah. <laughs> the volume wasn't up. I knew which button it was, though. Uh, also, who doesn't love Ellie keeping us on our toes with her ratings? Yes, she is the contrarian. Uh, Hermes. And f- he says, for the record, yes, hashtag Ian is always right. Don't encourage it. Looking uh. forward to the BFE Film Effect crossover on Hateful Eight. I'm looking forward to that, too, actually. So I just need to make some time to watch that this week. Uh, Dwayne Smith, uh, that's a friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. As our final shout out, this third of the day, I think, in fact. Hey, that's three. He gave us a BFE top five on who gives the best Dwayne Smith shout outs. <laughs> oh, okay. In fifth place, clearly, clearly, he's trying to also be hashtag the contrarian. He says me. Really? I give the worst Dwayne Smith because I did the Dwayne Smith. Oh, I yeah, see. I, didn't like oh, that. I thought you mean. I thought something different. Good. In fourth place, Ethan. Oh, in third place, I got to be third. Ellie. Oh, really? I it, came out of nowhere and I'm second. In, Woo! In second place, 
It's Liam. <laughs> and to no one's surprise, in first <laughs> no one's surprise. She ran away with it. Thanks, Dwayne. All right. So let's go ahead. And if you like what you're hearing on the pod, uh, get a hold of us. Uh, leave a review. We just love hearing from people who seem to enjoy what we're doing. And it's great. It's, it's as Sean Prasad said himself, it's so much fun when people yeah. start engaging with you. And we're on that board as well. I'm still trying to figure out Twitter, though. Okay, well, you, I think well, you're doing I'm pretty respond, well. I've responded to a few people. I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I got bullied by, by Griff into making my own Twitter account. You did. You did. I saw that. Just because... You are so much more popular than I am. I don't know. Yeah. I think people know when they do the, when they do the, 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 the official BFE that 99% of the time it's me who's getting back to them. Or is it me? <laughs> Liam all along. It was Liam all along. I'm the criminal mastermind genius. <laughs> so, there is that. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about Greece. It is the word. Uh, why are we doing this film? Because I lost a bet. bet and yes. said that we couldn't get the 10,000 listens before our one-year anniversary, and we um, did that. We did. We with about a month to spare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there we go. So I said I would use my first pick to pick Greece, which is in the poster, so it's not my wild card. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. For all those downloads, thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank you for all the downloads. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you making another bet? Not at this time. Now, you know what? Greece 2, I don't think we can't just. That would have to be a wild card. Dirty yes. Dancing on the other hand. Yeah, boy. Oh, let's everyone, do that. Everyone, you guys Make it another bet. Well, <laughs> l- l- let's get closer to October and we'll see. Okay, okay. Because okay. I need to have an accurate projection. Because right now, we would destroy anything that's coming up. It <laughs> feels like as it was. Um, why this film, I don't want to put you in a corner. This film was, hey, very good. <laughs> this film was actually 38 years old, I think. Yeah, 48, 48, 43, 43 years old. Yeah. Like somewhere between like, 38 no, and 48. It's definitely, it's definitely 43 years ago, 1978, 43 years old. Uh, last week. Oh, cool. So actually let me go, Hey, we're covering this totally because of its 43 year anniversary. Yeah, not because, are, yeah. not because, <laughs> I, not because <laughs> I lost a bet. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who's seen this film? We've, we've all seen this film. I've never yeah. seen this film. <laughs> How long has it been? Ages. For, ages, yeah. Well, I was saying to you earlier, wasn't I, that I performed Zuko six years ago, yep. and I made a point of not watching it yep. when I was in it. So at least six years. So I'd say seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been way longer than that. Um, when we met, I think I was famous for going. I was in Greece, and I was going, why, I why are you here? I'm like, I'm, I hate Greece. I'm like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like Greece. I hate Greece. Well, I, I don't like Greece. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Greece. <laughs> uh, I've got positive memories of doing shows and things like that, but we're here to review the, good, the movie. Good, because that's where we met. Yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought all these years later? I remember the first time right, you walked through that door. The question is, am I, I heard... the Kaniki to your Zuko or are you the Kaniki to my Zuko? I'm not Kaniki to I like Zuko. to think you're both better people than that. <laughs> I can remember when you first walked in yeah. and, and I heard your, your voice and your accent. I, Man, that's killer. That's a good American accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I can do. <laughs> Little did I know you were Canadian. <laughs> oh, I can, I can do a bad Scottish accent. That's about it. Yeah, I, could, I struggle with certain parts of America. I don't know. That's funny. But yeah, so I mean, let's just Liam. It, it is your thing. Why don't you talk? Why do you like Greece so much? Let's start with that, and then we'll launch into the thing. I like Greece so much because it was an escapism as a kid, and it was the high school I wanted to go to. I went. I, I didn't enjoy school. Um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, when it came to academic stuff or anything like that, I was never the, the pro athlete. I was never the high-grade guy. I was a bit of a naughty boy, really, but that's beside the point. Um, but I always wanted to go somewhere that had fun and do things that I would be interested in. And this did everything, yeah. you know? A mechanics place 
how much fun would that be to work on a car and knowing that you've got something working? How much fun would it be to do all these different things? You know, baseball. We did softball, which, yeah. was, a, which was a bigger ball. Yeah, bigger ball and underhand throw. Yeah, yeah where's the fun in that? You know, anybody, can, anybody can hit it. Anybody can hit it. It's huge. Oh, no, they can't. I promise they can. you, they can't. Oh, really? <laughs> I used to have, I was, I was that bad at school. Um, they made me um, play with the girls. Um, on the different George's face. <laughs> not like that. Not like that. Well, not like that. Um, so we did like 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 softball and stuff like that and rounders. And I can remember being the only guy there, and I'd toy with them. So sometimes I'd gently hit it, so they they'd all go further afield. <laughs> I'd just gently tap it oh, and yeah. then run round. Or if I, they all came in close, I banged it. Yeah. <laughs> so I always knew I had the upper hand, but that was always fun. But yeah. There we go. It's good fun. But yeah, it's just just a film that really I latched onto because it spoke to me. I think it's safe to say, anybody who knows you, this is one of your sort of like defining qualities is that you really love Greece. <laughs> I do. It's one of them. I'm, I'm saying, it's not saying it's, the, it's, it's the sole one or, no. the, or even the primary one, but, it, but it's top five. Yeah, it's like your version of My Alice in Wonderland is, your, is Greece for you. Yeah, it, it is that, it is that yeah. text that is yours. Yeah. So it makes doing something like this quite difficult in a sense because, I mean, we talk about Dan Mackeltz and the sort of, uh, you know, you know, you, you could potentially become Dan Mackeltz today. Yeah. And, and it's difficult because you have to listen to something that you love with, like, unconditional abandon. Yeah. And then we're going to come at it from a much more <laughs> analytical perspective. So that could be I, difficult. I, uh, yeah, you know it is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I, I understand it, and I see that with the 2021 eyes. Um, but it's of its time, and that was... That, Most of my stuff is in 2021 eyes. It's just me going, is this a good movie? You know, well, yeah. yeah, okay. But there's definitely some 2021 20, eyes, eyes that like, we have oh to... Oh, my God. There's some stuff that we have to talk about, and there's some nuance in there. And yeah, but you can't change history. No, you can't. No. You know, and we learn from it. That's what humans do. We learn from things. So long as we've moved forward and learned from it, I'm cool with that. There we that's, go. But that's a product of its time. I'm not Our, saying everything is good about before it. Before its time, even, one could say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, good girl Sandy Olson and greaser Danny Zuko fell in love over the summer when they unexpectedly discover they're now in the same high school. Will they be able to rekindle their romance? Uh, the show's titled Grease was riffing on hair. It was. A Broadway musical about the 1960s, which came out a few years before Grease. So just keep that in mind. The film, the musical about the 60s came out before the musical about the 50s, 50s. even <laughs> though they were both released in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, do, you know, do you know why hair was released? Do you know why they wrote hair? Yes. Because a law was passed, passed. that said you could be naked, naked on, stage. on stage. Yeah. That's the only reason why I've seen yes. I've seen hair. Yeah. And Meatloaf was in the and original I've, cast. I have seen that naked scene. Yeah. Have you? That is Weird. the only reason hair was written yeah. was because Weird. they went that, that the was, law was yeah. passed. They were era appropriate in the yeah. way that they have presented themselves. <laughs> I tell you what, we did a bit, complete uh, diatribe, I won't be 30 seconds, but we did a um, music video whilst I was at uni um, and we did it for a, it was say in the 60s in Liverpool, which was a very, it was Beatles mania, isn't it? It's like this big, yep. massive thing. Um, but in, to get into character, we did, we all just kind of like let loose to one of the songs from here, like the Aquarius, this, dawn, this it was is a, the coming of the age of Aquarius. Yeah. And by the end of that because it builds and then yep. drops as well yeah. we were all just like laying in a heap on the floor together like it really does work like Tell these are people that we I don't I hope you weren't naked as well we weren't naked no, no but like it was a dance <laughs> class you look around and everybody's nude lay, <laughs> lying on it in a heap <laughs> on the floor <laughs> <laughs> genuinely it's like, I know people speak about like experiences that you 
that yep. stand out. That was one of them, and it was it was incredible. I'll say this on the way out: Hair is one of those musicals that I carried with me for a few days. That's a powerful show. Yeah. Mm. A powerful mm. show. And uh, so uh, let's take this one. Grease was a American musical romantic comedy based on the musical of the same name by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey, written by Bronte Woodard and directed by Randall Kaiser in Kleiser, sorry, in his theatrical feature film debut. It depicts the lives of greaser Danny Zuko and Australian transfer student Sandy Olson, who develop an attraction for each other. The film stars. Well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Released hmm. on June 16th, 1978, it was successful both critically and commercially, becoming the highest grossing musical film ever at the time. It sounds track album no gallagher talks about this and Does talks he? To, oh he talks about how is it the worst summer in the history of music <laughs> because greece ruled the charts all summer i thought yeah. uh it ended in 1978 as the second best best-selling album of the year in the united states only behind the soundtrack of saturday night My favor yeah so travolta had the number one and two soundtracks yeah, yeah. uh and uh, it was later in 2020 selected for preservation uh, in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in the United States as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Much more interesting is the fact that the cast chewed about 100,000 pieces of bubblegum during the shoot. <laughs> I didn't know that. Up to 5,000 pieces a day. Wow. Yep. Oh. And this helped usher in a 1950s craze in the 1970s. So right now we're going through a major 1980s callback. Yeah. Uh, back in the 70s, it was the 50s. Yeah, because there's a lot of um, rockabilly. Can we uh, go back to bands, the 50s? Because I look good in 50s clothes and absolutely love that aesthetic. So if we could go <laughs> back too. to that, that would be great. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did. But Sean and uh, who were in the film, were yeah. one of those bands. So part of the, one of the legacies of the success of Greece is it helps bring about the TV show Happy Days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, uh, not that it brings it forward. I'm sorry, I was incorrect. It doesn't bring it out, but it helps reignite interest in Happy Days. Yes, because um, because of the success of Happy Days, um, Henry Winkler was offered the role of Zuko. You are jumping ahead in my notes, but absolutely. Sorry, dude, but that just Liam, came to me. For this episode, I'm just going to start saying things, and then I'm going to look at <laughs> Liam, because he pretty much knows all of them. During you should have the really got Liam to do context on this He kind of already has. He kept looking at me during the film and going, have you got the part about this? And I went, yes, I think so. <laughs> so he knows his stuff, so I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I will tease you at the start by saying there was a song, if you know it, don't answer it yet. There was a song from this that was the only Oscar nomination was Best Original Song. Which song from this gets nominated for Oscar? That's the question. So we get the studio identification with the 22 stars, which we learned about last week and what that means. And we have this music, which is like back in the day, you used to rent videos. They would have that music. We go, we now present to you our feature presentation. And we go, bum, 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 bum. And I didn't know, I don't know if it's Universal specific or that's where it began. It was just really strange to hear the music. Sorry, Paramount. It was was really weird to hear that without without seeing the graphics yeah, and feature yeah, yeah. presentation. Yeah. We get the prologue, lots of dissolve to show the passage of time. Uh, we see Danny, we see Sandy. The best word I've got here is frolicking. Yeah. They're frolicking. frolicking. Yeah. Perfect His word. windbreaker is like a blue version of Rebel Without a Cause. It is. For the second straight week, I'm making Rebel Without a Cause reference. Yeah. yeah it did seem like that. And uh, Danny's trying to seal the deal, shall we say, before they break up for this uh, after the summer. And she goes, "Don't spoil it, Danny." He goes, "It's not spoiling it, Sandy. It's only making it better." Mm. 
Oh. <laughs> Danny, is this the end? Of course it's a line. You know what I mean? Not. It's oh, only the beginning. If you got, is this the end? It's only the beginning. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this High School Musical? Isn't that what I'm watching? And I did say mm-hmm. we did High School Musical on Talking to Mickey. This is Grease, right? We're just watching Grease again. <laughs> I've had a lot. I've not seen High School Musical. And a lot of people have come to me knowing I love Grease yeah. and said, you should watch High School you Musical. You would either love it or hate it. Yeah. Because the opening, they meet at like a Christmas, a like Christmas, at a Christmas, a New, New, New Year's, Year's Eve party. party. Oh. And then he goes back to his school. And then the first day of school, she's, she's transferred as a new student. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? You know her? And oh, she's nothing like you. You guys are from different worlds. She's she's just science and he's basketball rather than yeah. like oh, a okay. and pink lady. That's the difference. And for those hardcore fans out there like myself... Sandy Olsen was originally Sandy I'm Dombrowski. Gonna, I'm going to get there. Oh, okay. Wait till we introduce the oh, character. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So song. Grease is the word is. Uh, written and sung by? No, it's written by uh, Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. But sung by Frankie Valli. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Frankie Valli. Oh, okay. Valley. I thought he sang it. My bad. No. Nope. So written by Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Yeah. So, who wrote songs for Sad No Fever, who had the two biggest song soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> Director Randall Kleiser hated the song. Did he? I he felt the lyrics were too dark and cynical for the light, fun movie he was making. Um, but Kleiser felt he had no clout as a young upstart director to ask for changes. Oh, okay. He also hated another song. Ooh. We'll talk about that later. So this was my least favorite song that we had to do when we did it. When we, okay. Yeah. Um, there's some cartoon credits. Yeah, Frankie Valli enjoyed it. He, he was given the choice. Oh, okay. He was given the choice of Teen Angel. Okay, or this. Or that. And he okay. said, who's going to remember that in the middle of the film when they're going to remember the opening song? <laughs> I think he got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> cartoon credits, and we see... Uh, like, there's like this weird like see-through like for Sandy. Yeah, like yeah, Her yeah. like negligee is like weirdly... You can see like all of her legs through it. So. And, and, and her belly button? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's also a weird like Cinderella ripoff. Yeah, because here come the animals to like help like bring her like grapes a, or something. Like a, a bed. It's like a little kimono-y type thing. Oh. Do you also know why there's a cartoon bit at the beginning? No. Okay, the reason there's a cartoon thing at the beginning is because originally the film was going to be a cartoon. Oh, really? The whole feature length the whole was going to be a cartoon, yeah. Ugh. And then it got scrapped. Wow. It's so, a yeah. much, much better choice to go but, live action. Yeah. But even the cartoon characters look old. Stop. Oh, Rizzo. I got in my notes. Who did Stalker and Channing piss yeah. off? Because <laughs> the bit where she's like walking around, you're like, oh, she looks okay. And then yeah. they freeze frame in the, in the, in the, in the mirror. And yeah. you're like, who is that? Poor old Stockard. And then the T-Birds are, are highlighted. And T-Birds, I've got in my notes, Liam. Much better than the Burger Pals, boys. Yes, much better. Because that's what they were called yeah, in, in, the, in the musical stage version. Yeah. Uh, Burger Palace boys. Now, most people who do it now just call them T-Birds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just it. <laughs> you just go ahead and nick that and go, yeah, we're yeah, not calling course, Burger Palace because, Boys. Because all you'd have is people in the audience going, why are they called Burger Palace Boys and they're T-Birds? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's back now. First day of school. It's going to be a wildcat new year. And <laughs> <laughs> and we meet, the first main character we really meet properly outside of the prologue is we meet Kanicki. You do. Played by Jeff Conaway. Yep. And... um. Can I, I'll say that Kaneki had a summer job lugging boxes. He's a jerk. city moron. He's a jerk, but I'll say this much. Liam, tell us about Jeff Conaway. Okay, Jeff Conaway was playing Zuko on stage at the time with Travolta playing Sonny. Yeah. And he automatically assumed he would get the part of Zuko in the movie. And they offered him Kaneki, and he was like, oh, it's not me. It's, it's, I know Zuko. I know that part. I'm playing it now. Why would you not give it to me? And he said to his um, agent, turn it down. Don't want it. Because originally in the stage musical version, K- 
Kinnick, he's the meathead. He's the guy who's the, the brawn, who'd not got much brain upstairs, but he's the one who do all the fighting. That's very Norfolk, wasn't it? Fighting. Yep. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and his agent said, look, you should really go for this. You'll, you'll kick yourself in the bum if you don't want to. Um, you should do this. And he's like, oh, I really don't want to do it. But his agent didn't turn it down. He managed to convince him to do it and said, look, do it your way. Yep. Why don't you change it? And so he did. And that's why Zuko and Kaniki are virtually the same character. Yeah. They're very similar. Very similar. He's a bit meaner. Yeah. Yeah. But who runs the T-Birds? It feels like Kaniki does. It's Kaniki. Yeah. Because Tra- Travolta. Zuko's in and out. Yeah, he is. Uh, Conway was so infatuated with Olivia Newton-John. He was. He was tongue-tied whenever she was around. And you know how he later sort of gets closer to her kind of sorta in real life? Yeah, he oh. married his sister. He marries her sister. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> this is very like Alexander Wonder. Hamilton. I was about to say that's very Hamilton of him. <laughs> his name is Jeffrey Conaway. <laughs> I'm right in thinking the name's Rhonda, right? Rona. Rona. Very good though. Yeah. Do you know that he is only one centimeter shorter than John Travolta? Is he? As a result, they made him stoop the whole film so that John Travolta would look taller. That's crazy. Wow. Talk about almost almost literally walking on eggshells to, to make someone else yeah. happy. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tragic story. We'll get to it later on. But really, there's some, yeah. tragic, there's some tra- tragedy around Jeff Conaway and there his is, yeah. uh, version of this. And then we meet Danny Zuko, who spent most of his summer down by the beach. Turned down, as you mentioned, by his Henry part, Winkler. Henry Winkler. Because Henry Winkler was playing the Fonz. And guess who Henry Winkler was married to? Living in John? No, Stockard okay. Shannon. Oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um, he, of course, was already playing the Fonz, who was a greaser. He was, In yeah. the 50s, so he yeah. didn't want to be typecast. I'm not sure it helped him escape that, because he had a really hard time landing much of anything after. He did say afterwards. I'm sure he's the guy that visited my high school. He is. He is. Yeah. Yep. With dys- dyslexia. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I didn't really know. I didn't. I kind of saw him in passing, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah, he okay. came. He came to the region a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. His words were, "I play this part every day. Why do I want to play it in a film?" Bet you wish he'd done it now. He does. Yeah. yeah. He said. He said on record he wish he had done it. Yeah. <laughs> but that'd have been a different movie. Uh, if anybody's not remembering Georgia, you might not remember who Henry Winkler is. He was the principal in Scream. Scream. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Yeah. So John Travolta. I can't even remember the principal in Scream. John he's Travolta. Also he's the. He, you don't remember? He was the guy who was like playing with the knife, and <laughs> you thought it was like really inappropriate. I was like oh, threatening yeah. to stab the kids. I loved Henry Winkler. Yeah, he had some scissors as well at one point, and was like. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Travolta previously worked with producer Robert Stingwood on Saturday Night Fever, had recorded the top ten hit letter in in 1976, and had previously appeared as Duty in a touring production of the stage version of Grease. Oh, Duty. I thought it was Sunny. Duty. Okay, I got that wrong. So there's a mistake. Oh, you want to do that? Okay. There's a mistake. I think See, this is the pressure there I'm under most are. of the time, bringing all the information out. But I am only riffing. I'm going you, by, you are absolutely by, riffing. by memory. But if there was a one for you to ever riff on, it is this. Go on. Um, and so uh, I'm just trying to find where I was. Here we go. John Travolta started rehearsals just four days after completing filming for Saturday Night Fever. Having two mega hit movies in a row made it difficult for him to re- honor his contract because he's on a sitcom at this point. Do you know what the sitcom is? Welcome back, Cotter. 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 Yeah, welcome back, Cotter. But he fulfilled his contract, albeit with a reduced presence, and eventually left the show to pursue a movie career full time. I hope it works out for him. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. But he'd gone through a bit of tragedy. Okay. Very recently before filming. Well, he'd just started filming Saturday Night Fever. And he was with Diana Highland. Okay. Who played his mother in Boy in the Plastic Bubble who was directed by Randall Keisler. Is it Keisler? Kleiser. 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 Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and she passed away, and just before the film of Saturday Night Fever. So he just had all that tragedy with her, who he was with, and he did Saturday Night Fever. That's why it's more dark, I think. Yeah, because the opening bits, he's quite buoyant, and then the rest of the film, he's very not so buoyant. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's dark. Saturday Night Fever is dark. I've never seen it. Me either, actually. Yeah. It's good. Uh, <laughs> Staying alive is even better. There we go. <laughs> Um, the seabirds surround them and want to know if the girls put out down at the beach and um, um, Danny asks... Is that all you ever think about? If that's all he thinks about, we just get... Free day! <laughs> oh, I can't help... I mean, Ethan played that role when we did it. He did. I can't, I can't help did. but... Think, yeah, everything that Sonny does, <laughs> I can't help but think of Ethan delivering these lines. I know, right? And then we meet Sandy Osborne, knee Dombrowski, played Olsen. by Sandy Olivia... Olsen. Olsen. I say Osborne? Yeah. Hmm. The one I come from, Sandy Osborne. Is that from How Much Your Mother? I think it might be. That's the name of the news anchor. Mm-hmm, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. Sandy Olson, played by Nina Dabrowski, Olivia Newton-John. This is I'm. This is my claim to fame with Greece. Ooh. I got this question wrong when I was on the chase. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I was screaming. At I, you. I don't know the movie, yeah. so I was like, they said, which which musical would you be watching if you came across Sandy Osborne? I'm like, I don't know. Osborne. Osborne. Oh, Sandy Olsen. Olsen. Sandy Olsen. And I was like, I don't know. And then it agrees. So, oh, right. She changes her name. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, in front yeah. of Dombrowski. I would have had it in a heartbeat. And do you know the sad thing? I could have met Olivia Newton John. Okay. I went to see a live in concert at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. And I was sitting, I don't know, to the right of her, not too close to the stage, but I heard this lady talking. Yeah. And she had a very Australian accent. And I was like, hmm. I could, okay. And then she's going, and then she started talking about her kids and they stop messing around. We'll see your auntie afterwards. I was like, auntie, who's this? Oh, this is a bit weird. So I built up the courage and said, are you, you know, you know, a lot of head nodding and winking and, yeah. you know, trying to draw attention and hoping she gets what I'm saying. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, and I could have met Olivia and John if I'd have waited for the VIP people who had paid to see her. Okay. I could see her, but I turned it down. Reason being, my wife was back at the hotel and I told her I'd be a certain time because she went off to see a, a show, yeah. Yeah, a West End show, and um, my phone died uh, and I had no oh, way of contacting her. So you, oh. So I just said. Hindsight on, being twenty twenty, would you have stuck around? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the director originally, uh, uh, Sandy Osborne, Sandy Olson. 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 <laughs> like like Mary Kate Ashley and Elizabeth. I'm going with Jimmy Olson from from Superman. Olson, That's how I'm Olson. getting him. So Sandy Olson, um, played by Olivia Newton John. Olivia Newton John, Australian, yes, but born in Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge, here here in England. In nineteen forty eight. Hey, there we go. Ooh. Hang on, I shouldn't have said that. Hey, um, Sorry. Oh, hang on. Okay. Uh, I can't do the maths, it's beep, fine. Beep. I mean yeah, I, I don't know when this I'll film okay. came out. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Uh, the originally the director wanted someone else. Oh, do you know this one, Liam? Oh, well, when you say it, I just can't think off the top of my head. Help me, Sandy Olson. You're my only hope. Oh, um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is correct. Oh. Yes, he did. Are you proud of me? I'm, I'm, well, I'm very you. impressed, Dan, Dan Mackles, wherever you are, realize that. That was a huge moment. <laughs> that was a big moment. Even I didn't know that. Do you know who else was wanted for this? No. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Dolly oh. Parton? Nope. No, 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 no. Um, Sounds like you're doing getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, pass gone. Marie Osmond. 
That's right. Yeah. Yes. Joseph's little sister. Is that where you're getting Osmond from? Yes. I might be. No, because I got Osborne. I didn't get Osmond. Oh, right, yeah, right, it was right, awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Too many yeah. O's. <laughs> Lee's Aussies. Uh, she said she turned on the role because nice. she didn't want any. Some, she didn't want her teenagers Thanks. someday to say, you know, you have to go bad to get the boy, which is a message that you can walk out of Greece with. I don't know for sure yeah. if she was actually asked to play the role. So I think there's been a bit of controversy over that over the years. Okay, maybe. Um, but yeah. She said it was a personal choice as a someday mother. Additionally, she told Fox News, the script came to me and it was much edgier than what Olivia came up with. But I was in a place in my life where I wanted to have children. I know the fact the girl had to turn bad to get the guy. I think the guy has to work hard to get the girl. That's what I believe. Well, oh, that's, okay. I'm not really on board with that thought either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about if we were just two like equal people with each other? Which, How would that be? My, one of my biggest issues with film is that they are fine with each other right at the beginning, and they both edit themselves because of the societal pressures rather than because they're that's a good who point. They are. That's at the start, they seem to be okay. Like he's, yeah. he's a they are who they are. He's a bit randy. Yeah, but, but he's not what he is at right out. Oh God, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When Olivia and John was cast as Sandy, your character's background had to be changed because she's got an Australian accent. Yeah, she can do American. Uh, Sandy was all American on the stage show, and her last name was Dombrowski. In the movie version, obviously, she comes Sandy Olsen from Australia. <laughs> well done. Um, John Farrer, Newton's John's frequent songwriter, wrote two new songs for the movie, while other songs in the Broadway musical were dropped. Yep. Yep. Uh, she requested to have a screen test before she accepted the role. Yep. Uh, the director agreed. And do they you know shot- why? Tell me. Okay, so she did a film back in the late 60s. Uh, what was that called? I'll come back to me on that. Um, but she did a film about aliens coming down and blah, blah, blah to Earth and this, that, and the other. BMX Bandits, the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and that was supposed to, be, supposed to be a big hit, and it never was. So okay, so she didn't want to be seen as a failed yeah, actress? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So they did the drive-in movie scene, and she was pleased with it and went on filming. Um, and we know that Sandy is anxious about starting a new school and wishes she was at her old school, and I'm busy wishing the exposition was better. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's called so Tomorrow. It's, the film is called Tomorrow that she was in. And the sad part about this is there's an easy way for exposition to happen, and they use it in about three minutes, and, like, just give me all the important information then. Mm-hmm. So, because we meet Rizzo, played by Stockard Channing, who would later go on to be the president's wife on the West Wing. West Wing, yeah. Yeah. Is the name Stockard of its time? I've never heard this I've name never before. Heard otherwise, anyone else no. with the name? Is it a stage name? Is it? I think it's so, a real name. The first choice for this was not Stockard Channing. I don't know who the first. It choice was, was Lucy Arnez. Who's that? Daughter of Lucille Ball and oh, Desi Arnez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucille Ball um, kind of got her daughter like out of the part. By phoning them and saying, I used to own that studio. My daughter is not doing a screen test. Wow. Whoops. So that Diva was the moment. Yep. Yeah. Not even for like, you know, not even the, kid, the woman herself, her mother yeah. gets her out of the part. I can't hear Lucille Ball without thinking of Lucille Bluth from <laughs> <laughs> Thingy. Uh, cast and director Marion Doherty remembered Stalker Channing uh, with Arnaz and Sandy Duncan in a play called uh, Vanities and uh, go ahead and gave her. A shout, and it worked out. Oh, good. Rizzo is the least of the pink ladies in attire. She is head to toe in black, as is Ellie, who's got a question or something to say. <laughs> I have. So um, her 
born name is Susan Williams Antonia Stockard. So it was her surname originally. Oh. And then she, she was married to Walter Channing between 1963 and 67. So she must have reversed her So she's already divorced before she name. plays Rizzo. She double-barrels her <laughs> yeah. name, but uses the first so, name. That's so yeah. weird. Wow. I'm, sorry, I'm sure I hadn't heard it as a, as a first name. Stockard, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, you instantly know who you're She's talking been about. married yeah. four times. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a very Rizzo thing for her to do. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> call me crazy, I don't think Rizzo and Kanicki would have worked out long term. Nah. Yeah. No. Um, that would have been a weekend, that's it. Sonny gets some crap from the principal. Uh, yes, he says, ma'am. No, ma'am. He says, this year I'm not putting up any of her crap. <laughs> and then, of course, she comes out. And he's like, oh, yes, miss. Whoever. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, no, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And, of course, Miss all, McGee. Miss all the other guys give her a hard time about the fact, oh, I'm only taking any crap this year. <laughs> and we find out from the announcements, amongst other things, um, we find out that American Bandstand is coming to Rydell. Yeah. We also find out that if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. supporter. Do you know what that means? Because um, no one laughed, and I was like, "That's a funny line." Oh, is it? I yeah. don't know. I guess not. No, I thought it just meant like if you can't, if you're not good enough, just cheer them on. No, because she she even gives the microphone a bit of a look when she does it. That was her version of the sandwich quote. So, an athletic supporter is never an in for a jock, uh, like 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 like, yes, like a yes, cup. Yes, <laughs> that, that, oh, is called, like, that is called an athletic supporter. Ah. <laughs> So she's just said that to the school, right? So but she's we wouldn't have had that over here. So no, no. Know. So that's why I thought I would explain that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was my one big contribution I felt to when we did Greece was I was there for all the like, can I just culturally explain to you what's occurring in this? <laughs> what this means so you know what you're saying just to, just to be. When we come to it, I'll mention something else. I misread for years and oh, really? years okay. and years. Um, when we come to it, I'll tell you. All right. Sandy meets the pink ladies and this is where Frenchie gets to say, hey, this is my friend Sandy, guys. She's just moved here from Sydney. This is the way you do exposition yeah there's yep. already a natural need to relay information to other characters get all of oh so what do you have at school oh i don't know i'm really really kind of scared about it because i'm new like this is this is so easy <laughs> how did they screw this up <laughs> they didn't screw up <laughs> it's always on sandy's lines what do you mean by that sandy's lines are really poorly written and the rest of the characters never made me think that particularly. But every, almost every time Sandy opened her mouth, I was like, God, this script is shit. <laughs> is it? Honest question. Honest, yeah. Do you think it's because she's not really acted much at this point? That's my question. Is it, is it the I fact did, that she might not be a good actress? Yeah. I, I did then write that down. That I was like, are her lines Because you've got someone who's not a usual actress, actress yeah. combined with a first-time director who's not going to get her in the right situation mm. to and shine. And you remember, yeah. she was a big-time singer at that yeah. point. She was like the biggest draw. Yeah. So, you know. Um, we meet Sad Patty Simcox, who's up for vice president. Um, I, I like the character Patty Simcox. I like always that. have. Yeah, me too. Rizzo thinks, because at this point, French is like, what do you think? Should we let her in the pink ladies? It's like, you've known her for like six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Rizzo thinks she's too pure, pure to, to be, be pink. pink. And I agree. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great line. Yes, it's great. She delivered, uh, say, wait, Stalker Channing's great in this. She mm -hmm. is. She is. Um, so many phrases. Stalker Channing's really good in her acting in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we go to the Bleacher Boys, which is just the Burger Palace Boys, which is the T-Birds. <laughs> and they're mocking the football team, which is weird, because if you look at traditional... American high school setups. Yeah. The, the football team like runs it. Yes, exactly. I don't know if in the fifties it was different. I can't imagine it being different. But it was the clear we had to see we had to see Zuko and his boys as the cool guys of, do you of right think now. It's seen it from their point of view. So the guys that wrote it, do you think 
that they were probably of that ilk rather than the sports ilk. What, what you think they were the bad boy rebels who then grew up to write musical theater? Well, they had friends that were. Well, <laughs> you, you laugh. Maybe, okay, maybe, yeah. I came across something, uh, an interview with them, what, five, six years ago? Okay. And they recaptured, because they said to their friends, look, why don't you ever come to see our musicals? And they went, because you don't write about us. That's how Greece was oh, written. Okay. So Greece was written because of them and wrote about the people they grew up with. Uh, there's some talk about the people they grow up with. They're saying, oh, and then the new girl. How about this new girl? And, and, and it's not Zoe Deschanel we're talking about. They're talking about Sandy, <laughs> not Sandy Dabrowski, Sandy Olson. Olson. I'm getting there. And um, they, they ask the very, because they really want to get to know who she is underneath. And by that, I mean, <laughs> because they're going, um, you know. How big are her tits? Are her jugs bigger than Annette's? Annette's, yeah. You know, I know who Annette is. You were impressed by this. I was. Yeah. Because for years, again, I misunderstood. When they said uh, Annette's, yeah. I misunderstood and thought they were like, talking about bras. Oh, okay. But that went until I then culturally looked into it and saw oh, Annette is a person. Annette was Annette Funicello. Annette did a lot of stuff with Frankie Avalon. More yeah. on him later. Yep. And she was in the Mickey Mouse Club. She was. And despite being on the Mickey Mouse Club, she had this notoriety amongst teenage boys that she developed very early yeah. and very prominently. And so this this places us within the time frame. As weird as it sounds, this places us clearly in the 1950s. Yes. Because this would be a reference. I first, I, I realized her when I, um, there's a single I bought called Monkey's Uncle. Okay. And she sings on it. I think the Beach Boys are on it. That makes sense. I think, yeah. They did, they did a, she does a lot of beach movies with Frankie Avalon. Oh, okay. That's probably yeah. what it was then, yeah. Uh, they both talk about, because we're doing a lot of cross-cutting between the boys and the girls at this point. They yeah, both talk about the summer romances. And Sandy goes, this boy was different. He was special. And Rizzo just goes, there ain't no such thing. thing. And that takes us to Summer Nights. Probably the song that Grease is most known for. Because it's at the beginning of the mega mix. You think that's it? I don't know. Summer Nights and you're the one that I want. They're kind of similar ilk. Okay. I feel myself. I always felt the it's the oh well oh well oh, tell me more tell me more and then jumping back and forth. It just yeah. feels like it's got like, more I like, of a. I like the jumping back and forth. Yeah, I do, I do like that. Um, and so and visually, that's shot brilliantly. There was an actress pretending to vomit when Sandy tells her story during Summer Nights. This was a conscious attempt by choreographer Patricia Birch to undermine the sickly sweet quality of the material and make it edgier to reflect the tough way these kids treat each other, mm-hmm. according to her own admi- admission. Uh, what do women and men care about? In this song, I learned women care about if the man has stuff. Does he have a car? Because we found out that having <laughs> stuff and buying them stuff seemed to be a big How deal back here. How much dough did he spend? Yeah. Yeah. How much dough did he yeah. spend? Which yeah. I know you've got an issue with later in the film. I do. And then with the guys, it's just how much action could you get? Yeah. And we get up the we get the line, I saved her life. She nearly drowned. We'll come back to that at the end of the movie, shall we? Yes. And then we I get the, with that. Yeah. And then we go with the whole, did she put up a fight? Now, college humor have come out and gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. Of course, of course, one million thousand percent. We're sitting here going, consent is key. It is. This is the 1950s. And what I will say is this was a time when men were allowed to be outwardly sex positive and women were told that they had to be virtuous. And so to, you had to at least put up the pretense that you weren't interested in sex. Yeah. When, when you and were. therefore, the put up a fight is not literally did you overpower her no. or did you, you know, you know, force her into submission. I think it's just more of the idea of how <laughs> he just looked the dog at you. hasn't even moved. <laughs> <laughs> still he still thinks consent is key as well. Yeah, it is. It's just it's just more about the idea that you know how much of the 
I don't know, verbal. How much of the dance did you have yes. to do is what I read this as. Now, I will say that if you're watching it for the first time in 2021, it's a little bit different because yes. we can't do pop-up video and go, at a time, this was recorded. You must consider <laughs> a cultural context. So it's the people who have watched it and hold it close to them. You're saying, don't change the meaning of, of, of Greece for me. This is what Greece is. This is what that was. And this I don't want to tell someone your reading is wrong or the reading you have is incorrect. It's just that awkward thing where you go, if someone's watching it for the first time, then hopefully, you know, people are having conversations yeah. with people because, you know, yeah. <laughs> Did she put up a fight is not a word I've said to any of my friends ever. No. <laughs> Me either. Um, I will say this one. This is one of two, maybe three songs I've got that I've written down are incredibly well blocked. And that's not yeah. something I consider that much on films, but it's blocked like a musical. Do you know why it's blocked like a musical? Pat Birch was the original choreographer in the stage version. Oh, really? It's very well done. She carried that over into the film. Visually, it's really interesting. It is. Visually, it's really, really interesting. You don't get stuff like this anymore. No, like even things like High School Musical. High School Musical is not blocked as well. Isn't that done by Kenny Ortega? Yeah. The guy who did yeah. He does the choreography, yeah, yeah. But as far as blocking, like they're, they're all oh, doing okay. really cool dance sequences. I've not seen it, I don't but know. it's not. It's like here's what we want them to do, and they go to the cinematographer and say, "Make that look good." This felt like it was like they were considering how to use the camera to accentuate. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because High School Musical was like, let's have a let's have a cast of like two hundred people in the room doing the final dance. And I love this. They took like seven guys and made it look massive. And how they made it move, but the camera moved yeah. with them. It's it really was, good. It good. Yeah, and I was like, what, it's like it was on stage. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing. Whether if the film version of In the Heights manages that, yeah, because that will be a good litmus test of whether whether that's been carried through or not. Yeah, so that would I mean I, I like yeah. Summer Nights. I always I always have. It's, it's good. It, there's a reason why people are. <laughs> I remember when I showed up when we did it. I was told by the director, "Well, we've just set Summer Nights, so you keep, you won't be in that." <laughs> <laughs> and then for the, for the rest of the run, he would go Summer Nights. Come on, I'm like I'm not in it. You said I'm not in it. <laughs> he could easily just slipped you in. I, I could have. He wouldn't have noticed. Not funny. Your him. voice would have helped. Oh, bless you, bless you. I'm okay. Um, hey, dude, you helped me so much. Uh, in shows. <laughs> I, I remember Greece. I tell you what, as just in in general, as I won't speak about it again, but as a general backing ensemble member in Greece, female ensemble, the backing vocals you have to do in a lot of these songs are horrendous. Yeah. Like they're so difficult was, to get like right. Yeah. I was in the back row for this one, and yeah, but this this one um, of the more fun ones. I would have enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. The the male one's easy. The male oh, okay. line is. Uh-huh. It's a good one. And showing how different, you know, it's the battle of the sexes, right? It's yeah, what this yeah. kind of is. So I think it's really fun. Uh, Sandy mentions that she was into Danny Zuko at the end. And Rizzo says, well, if you believe in miracles, it may happen again, which is fun. She doesn't let her know instantly what's occurring. And there's no jealousy there. Oh, there's a little bit of I'm going to set you up. Yeah, set you oh, up, right. but not jealousy. Because there is, we get the idea that there's history between Rizzo. And, Rizzo and Zico, like everybody yeah. slept with everybody, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to the pep rally. We meet Coach Calhoun, played by Sid Caesar. Not the original choice. The original choice was, was adult film star Harry Remus. What? <laughs> Executives at Paramount nixed the idea, concerned that his reputation as a porn star would hinder box office returns in the southern U.S., also known as the Bible Belt. <laughs> and the producers cast Sid Caesar instead. Caesar was one of Good several choice. veterans of 1950s television. You yes. said this. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be cast in supporting roles. And there was quite a few of them, actually, who yeah. end up in supporting roles. There are, yeah. Uh, 
coincidentally, Frankie Avalon. Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. So, uh, who's the best? I go, right now. And I'm like, you just told me they've been losing for seven straight years. Seven years, yeah. So, if anything, there's no proof that you are the best. Who do we want to be the best? Let's have the same right ring. <laughs> I, love, I love how they're at this rally, right? And there's one guy in the, in the, in the background. He goes, Coach Calhoun! See, I, <laughs> you can hear him. That's funny. See, American high school, they tried to do this in Canada when I was in high school. And we never really got the school spirit. They were trying to manufacture school spirit. And I'm oh, like, okay. I don't think we've got it naturally. I was going to say, as and I'm sure Ellie and Liam will re-back this up, that this is not a thing in not the UK. Here, school spirit, as far as school spirit goes, is you might give the other local high schools like nicknames, and like yeah. when you go and play them for sports teams, like like netball or whatever. But that is that is. There it. was another school we had called the Trojans, so we called them the Condoms. I mean, it was just that yeah. level. Yeah, but funny. we were really proud. We, were, we, we weren't proud of where we were really, from. We're, but we're, we were like, if you don't get to crap on our school. We get to crap on our. We're school. the Trojans sensitive. <laughs> about that <laughs> surprisingly thick skinned <laughs> oh. I bet I got some ribbon <laughs> why do you have so many of those ready to go <laughs> Liam's like I've been, I've been ready for this in two different ways uh, uh, Sandy, that's my social life Sandy's making eyes at a boy always prepared um, the T-Birds are lame and Danny tells him Let's to be wrap cool this up. <laughs> Can I keep going? Go on, go on. <laughs> Kaniki rolls up in a pretty crap looking car, and the Scorpions roll up, and Kaniki's got a switchblade out within seconds. Well, yeah, and rival the, gangs. Dude, he's got, dude, he's got a water pistol. pistol. Like, I love that. Water like, pistol. How are you guys in the same friendship group? I don't know. I don't. Uh, Sandy and Danny meet up after a moment of honesty. Uh, sorry, after a moment of honesty between them, he looks really happy to see her, and he drops all of this, this T bird pretense. Yeah. And then he's quickly reminded kind of to himself i need to be the version of yeah. me that i'm supposed to be but no if you actually watch it in the background they lean forward okay and there's an overpowering presence of like i guess on. i guess what i'm saying is he won't let himself be himself knowing no. they're around yeah yeah, yeah yeah um sandy goes you're a fake and a phony, phony and i wish, wish i'd, I'd never, never laid, laid eyes on you. you i've gotten my notes a bit much she laid eyes on <laughs> not that she's tanning because she is tanning she is yeah but the idea that it's like okay he kind of acted a little bit weird for like 15 seconds like you're way over dramatizing this i thought travolta was actually good in this scene <laughs> it's the amelie issue no you're not picking up oh okay well, well just was like a little like way, yeah. way bigger yeah. deal all right <laughs> we'll talk about the amelie issue later on um, um, i thought travolta was good in this scene because you could yeah. see by his face that it's not what he. you can see this you can see the switch yeah yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't want to be that guy necessarily but he yeah. has to be that guy necessarily yeah yeah uh frenchie tells sandy that men are rats the only man a girl can depend on is, is her daddy. daddy i like the first part the second part i was like oh uh okay I like that she goes, they're not even rats. They're fleas on rats. They're not even fleas on rats. They're amoebas, amoebas on fleas, fleas on, on rats. rats. Yeah. <laughs> and she's invited to a sleepover. Uh, before a sleepover party scene, the girls painted each other's nails for real, talked dirty, and had a pillow fight. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, there's a cigarette commercial, and there's also, not cigarettes, a toothpaste, toothpaste commercial, and the cigarettes and wine come out. There's peer pressure, and Sandy drinks, and then has her ear pierced, and vomits off screen. Mm-hmm. Did you know the girl who played Jan... The dark hair yep. doing the pressure, pressure. Yep. Her, she um, was all grey. Oh, was she? Her hair was all grey. 
So they had to dye it black. I'm trying to figure out, is she the one who played that role? One of them played the same role on stage as they did in the movie. I think it might have been her. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one. It was her or Marty. I think it was Jan. That wouldn't have been Marty. Okay, so it was definitely Jan then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jan, yeah. That was the Broadway Jan as well as the film Jan. Oh, so, yeah. okay. I didn't know o- that. Only yeah. person to, to double up in this film. Because they used to color her hair in with like marker because <laughs> of the gray, yeah. Um, there's a kimono. Marty has a Marine boy in the I'm actual stage. In the stage show, we would have got Freddie, my love at this yeah, point, yeah, but yeah. we don't. Uh, Frenchie's dropping out of Rydell to go to beauty school. And, uh, we find out that Sandy is puking because she's bleeding. So and, one look at the blood went, Bleh. yep. And we get the song, look at me. I'm Sandra D. Lousy with virginity. I like the idea of the word lousy, like yeah. you're like lousy. You'd be lousy with fleas. So your virginity is something you need to throw off you at all costs. And this sort of overtly positive sexualization of girls by themselves, yeah, owning yeah, yeah. their sexuality, is something that would have been very unusual at this point. Mm-hmm. And probably felt about true, but yeah. But also, it's okay to be a virgin. It's not a lousy thing. You can be a virgin if you want to be. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, abso- yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird to hear this side of it, but definitely, I mean, you don't get to the end of the movie if, if that's the message that comes across, no, though. You might, yeah, I think, again, the biggest issue with the film is that it presents one version of me- oh, okay, males yeah, yeah. and one version of females. Sorry, because I was painting, you're right, I was painting it actually really quite positively and I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> the idea being that lousy still is lousy with virginity. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's sex positive, but it's also incredibly judgmental of those who aren't. So yeah. they're very masculine in the way that they treat sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, everybody's going to be in a hurry to, 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 to lose it. Um, in the stage play, look at me, I'm Sandra D, had a reference to Sal Mineo, who was murdered in 1976. So for the Sal movie, Mineo. Mineo, sorry. So for 1976, the, sorry, for this movie, the ref, lyric was changed to Elvis Presley. Because Elvis Presley died on that day. Died on the day it was filmed. Yeah. And so they changed it to that. Because yeah. Sal Mineo was in Rebel Without Cause. Oh, was he? James oh, okay. Yeah. That was no, 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 Sal Mineo. And this oh, was Elvis, sense. Elvis, keep that pelvis far from me. Yes. So that's changed, yeah. Uh, Frenchie sucks. And I have this down because we know Rizzo is not going to like Sandra D. But um, Frenchie's been presented as her friend. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon, and she forces her into like, you know, having her ear pierced. And then when she's puking, she goes in every room and makes fun of her. Yep. Frenchie sucks. It was just the way I get rid of the room, wasn't it? Being the song. I, I get that, but, but I have, yeah, to, I have yeah, to live yeah. in the universe. I know, the I, know, I know, I know. You're right, you're right. Um, you making fun of me, Riz? Yeah, yeah she, there's no issue with anybody else. It's just Riz. <laughs> uh, outside Frenchie's house, Rizzo wants to go off with Kanicki, it seems. Um, so Danny, for some reason, comments how sloppy seconds are in his style. Because he'd obviously been with her before. Yeah. And so he's still saying... I'm not going back. Oh, okay. So sloppy seconds isn't his style. So well, he, sloppy he goes seconds on. refers to the fact that she's been with Kanicki, doesn't it? Kanicki. I guess the idea that he, he doesn't want. But I think it's probably both. He doesn't it? want to have sex with her one of his buddies. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, would, yeah, that yeah. would be the, yeah. the Eskimo issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, they're already Eskimo brothers just he doesn't want to get back in back line in, I guess in, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she goes off with Kanicki because uh, at one point she goes this was this a gangbang and I was like whoa hit the pavement <laughs> hit the pavement and then we get the song hopelessly devoted to you written and recorded after the movie had wrapped it had yeah yeah so they had to make up a scene so yep. this is basically they had to go outside yeah and uh, it was done because obviously she was a singer and not an actress, and they wanted to showcase her singing ability on her own. I'll go even better if I wanted to. Her contract stipulated oh, she had to have a solo uh-huh. song. Oh, I didn't know that. 
but no one had an idea for a song for her character until uh, was Olivia's John's producer, John Farrer, Farrer. Yeah. came up with Hopelessly Devoted to You halfway through the shoot. Can I just point up here? I don't know if this is true or not. Is this the one that was nominated? Yes, it is. It is. I thought, how poetic is that? The it's one that weren't going to be in the movie. To be, to be fair, it's also the fact that it's best original song. So, so it has to be written for use, the film. Yeah, 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 I yeah. knew I was going to say that and I was so proud of myself that's because f- when we would get to that competition, I was like, it has to be this one because it's the only one that was written for the film. Greece is the word. Is no, but the you don't word. mention that one. Yeah, well, it could be. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, as we found Sandy. out as well, that when Sandy we did a Come What May in Moulin Rouge, it didn't qualify because it was written for Romeo and Juliet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Sandy was written for the film as well. Oh, yeah, but okay. that's not going to get nominated. No. Uh, no. So uh, director Randall Kleiser wasn't convinced by the song at first. It had to come up with an entirely new scene to fit it in, but it was eventually filmed and recorded and earned the film's only Oscar nomination. And I love the fact he's wearing a blue jacket. Travolta when she's doing the thing in the pot, the pool, whatever it is, the, yeah. whatever they call it, pond, pond, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and he's wearing a blue jacket, and I was like, why, why is he not wearing a leather jacket? Or why is he not wearing a whatever? Because he wore blue at the beach. Yeah, oh. maybe it's supposed to be a callback to the, the more honest version of himself oh, okay. without the leather yeah. fronting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they make out. Uh, by they, I mean Kaniki and Rizzo, and she goes, "Call me by my first name," and it takes him a bit to remember. It's Betty. Betty. He Betty, doesn't remember. Betty. She has to he prompt him. No. <laughs> Uh, he's rammed by a scorpion. Uh, this would be <laughs> Leo. Leo. Who's with Cha-Cha? So is Cha-Cha. Yeah. Cha-Cha, yeah. Dents the car, and that means we got to go to the garage for Grease Lightning. Uh, good, good sequence. Don't forget the condom splitting. I don't... I missed this. Oh, yeah, this is the reason for the pregnancy scare. Because, oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, because he goes to put a condom on, it splits, they get have an awkward... Uh, uh, and she goes, oh, what the hell? What the hell? They go back to doing it. Um, and then that's why she oh, has a pregnancy. Okay. She's also like, why did it split? And he's like, I bought it in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. This was a Nikki's first time? I, still, I, I think so. Think... And I don't think that Danny and Rizzo have had sex before. I think all of the T-Birds are just like really bigging it up. But yeah, they have so too. conversations where they, like, they don't, none of them actually know anything about sex. Because aren't they, aren't they like 17 anyway? Or yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Grease Lightning was supposed to be sung by Jeff Conaway's character, Kaniki, as it is in the stage version. It was, yeah. Version we did, Kaniki sang the song. Uh, John Travolta used his cloud to have his character sing it. Yeah, he put his parts on. What is it about Scientologists when they get involved? Oh, no, right. Tom Cruise causing problems, John Travolta causing oh, problems. So, oh, yeah. I just, just stop with the Scientology. <laughs> Besides that, I think honestly, it's more about the idea to stop I, with interfering with films. I think he's having a bit of a diva moment there. Oh, there's a and, few, there's a few diva moments. And here. I think he should have sort of gave way to Jeff Conaway and let him sing that song. Uh, John Travolta, I said, use the clout. Director Randall Kleiser felt it was only right to ask Conway if it was okay. I mean, what is he going to say? Exactly. So first he refuses, but then he relents. Uh, Travolta's request was to keep up with Olivia Newton-John, who had two added numbers for the movie that were not in the Broadway production. Uh, while shooting the Grace Lightning musical number, Jeff Conway was accidentally dropped, hurting his back. Uh, then he started taking painkillers, which eventually turned into the abuse of prescription drugs and spiraled into drug addiction until he died in 2011 at the age of 60. Yeah, he was wow. a sorry sight. Yeah. Wow. They did a reunion, 25-year reunion, I think it was, um, and he looked bad. Um, the cling wrap that Danny waves around and throws around the car in the numbers is a symbol for the prophylactics that men in the 50s used to use. They would wrap themselves, meaning their penises, in saran wrap yep. or cellophane before sex. Different Mr. Cellophane, I suppose. And he snuck Th- that in. 
Yeah, thinking this was an effective prophylactic. <laughs> it wasn't. No, John not. Travolta was told not to do anything sexual with the cellophane, but uh, they disobeyed uh, this, and he rubbed his crotch with the cling wrap in the musical number anyway, and it made it into the final cut of the movie. Yeah, he did on purpose. I, well, I don't think you can accidentally do that, Chase. No, 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 no. And uh, <laughs> it is a fantasy sequence, because the car looks like crap when they're not. Better than it did, but yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of, this is another one of those ones that looks so nice, this sequence. Visually, it's brilliant, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's visually, it's a white, it's a white box. Everything's white, Everything's yeah. in silver. They're all dressed in silver, and then the car is red, and it is is gorgeous. It's yeah. really, really lovely. Uh, I, my favorite part's the see-through hood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Do you know, exactly. honestly, right, my favorite car in this is the beaten-up one. Well, the one that goes the in. First one. Yeah, oh, okay. I love the first one better than I do the, the, this, the, the painted one at the end and this one. I like the, the, little, the little green car that's at the, um, the storm drain that doesn't race. Oh, yeah, the yeah, little, yeah, yeah. I like that one. We go to the Frosty Palace for a date between Sandy and... Tom Chisholm. Tom Chisholm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Such a good name. And Chisholm. Patty Simcox wants to get with Danny. She's all over him. She loves There's him. There's got to be some. I have a hard time believing Tommy. that Danny's a virgin. I really have a hard time yeah, believing yeah, Danny's yeah. a virgin. I think, I, think, I think he's had something. Dally, Dally, Danny <laughs> is jealous of Tom. She says uh, his brains are in his biceps. And then we get, brains are in his biceps. we get jealous and he goes, don't make me laugh. And then, ha, ha, ha. It's the worst laugh ever. <laughs> it's not even purpose. that good, Liam. It's no, because huh, he continues huh, it huh. even after like she leaves. Huh, 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 huh. That's brutal. Um, scenes inside the Frosty Palace contain obvious blurring of various Coca-Cola signs. We found one that wasn't blurred until, we did. but that one. But I think that's because you can't really see it that well. But you know the branding. Yeah. Until you mentioned that there was blurring, I'd never spotted that before. Oh, that's oh, really randomly his head. That's really yeah, weird. I, I just had not spotted it before no, until prior to the I've film's release producer alan carr made a product placement deal with pepsi uh, there's a pepsi logo seen in the animated opening sequence for instance and a really obvious reese's pieces one Did okay you spot that no no uh, when Carr saw the footage of the scene with the coca-cola products he ordered director randall kleiser to reshoot the scene with pepsi products or remove the coca-cola logos from the scene reshoots were too expensive so they used uh cover-ups to blur out the coca-cola references the blurring covered up trademark menu signage and a large wall poster but a red cooler with the logo could not be sufficiently altered and was left unchanged yeah i'm telling you there's a big old sign in the background that was also left unchanged yeah, but was. pepsi didn't complain no, nope. so good enough. Yep. Danny wants to join the sports team because Sandy says to him, "Well, he's doing something at least." Apparently, that means sports. So all those people out there who says that um, Sandy changed herself for him, he tries to do the same for yeah. her. Oh yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the issue is that they both do. Yeah. Danny wants to join a sports team. Somehow, they're all all the seasons are running simultaneously. It's funny. <laughs> Because um, I guess you have to choose only only one of these sports to do ever. And you, when, know you can do one of the sports. When usually you would do all of them. Like someone who was an athlete would do all the sports. And the teacher is just focusing on one kid. Yeah. <laughs> not the whole lot. Who's running these other yeah, mini yeah, practices? Exactly. Don't know. Uh, he's not very good at basketball. Includes a bit where he punches a guy in the stomach to That's get the ball off. Funny. The guy he punches in the stomach. Do you know who this is? Is this? A, no, I don't. You will love this. This is Michael Bain. Is it? Yeah. Do you know, this has been driving me nuts, 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 nuts. Over the years, I've known there was somebody in this movie who was a main actor yeah. of his time. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? And I could never find out who this guy was because he's not even credited. No, he's not. 
And I've been looking and watching and searching and looking in backgrounds, and I've been trying to find out who this guy is, and now you've just done it. You, my, oh, my God, the heavens have opened. <laughs> Michael Bain is the, uh, was in The Rock, for people who might remember. He was the guy who played the Navy SEAL who was nervous about doing the speech because there him. were real Navy SEALs behind him. I love him. him. I love the fact you've told me yep. that's him, and that's, oh, that's, tick. <laughs> yep. So uh, he's not good at uh, basketball. He's not good at wrestling. Uh, he's not, he's good, not at good at ba- dressing for these sports no. either. He's not good at what baseball. What's going on with his outfit? He gets told to put the bat down. Yeah, put yeah. the bat down. <laughs> he tries track. He's pretty good at hurdling until he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's rubbish. Uh, and so uh, he sees Sandy with um, that guy, Tom uh, Chisholm, Tom Chisholm, and um, Chisholm. That, he falls over a hurdle, and then she comes, "Oh, Daddy!" Oh. And she goes, talk to me. And you won't talk to her. Talk to me. At so, least talk to me after the way you treated me. And treated goes, you, Sandy? Treated you how? And she goes, aha, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah, This is like, you know, Shelley Long and Cheers? Yes. Like, yes. she would do this and convince me of it. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. this didn't feel. It's like she was just saying the words rather yeah. than just feeling it. I know, I know, I, think I know. You've, I thought about it when we were watching it, but I think Sandy in this is like budget. Shelly Long in. But she hasn't got much experience. Even though she comes way before Shelly Long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shelly Long is much better. If Shelly Long had been around... She'd play this amazingly. I bet she could sing. She probably can. Um, Don't trash on my Olivia. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Probably not as good as Olivia She's not a recording artist or anything like that. Olivia Newton John's great to look at as well. Um, (laughs) Shelly Long. Is she? No. Um, Yeah. And so they sort of start going, oh, what's wrong with him? Oh, And they laugh. Yeah. Because he like waves to like the guy she was with, and they laugh and giggle and walk away. I'm not really feeling uh, Olivia Newton-John here, Sandy. Both well, no, she was yeah. doing. She was only with Tom to make him jealous. So but my, that's not all right. For my Tom. problem with my, my problem with Sandy is that she's a hypocrite. That's my she big is. problem with Sandy. Yeah. Yes, like like Danny's many things. He's honest about who he is. Yeah, Sandy's not. Sandy's a mean girl pretending she's a nice girl. Cool. There's one bit where she really scowls as well. <laughs> uh, we go back. Uh, they go on a date back to the Frosty Palace. Danny doesn't want to go in, and I th- I didn't know why at first. And then he sits down and goes, oh, "I'm not very hungry. Just give me a double polar burger with everything and a cherry soda with chocolate ice cream." <laughs> and then same. they don't eat it. And then she goes, "I'll oh, have the same." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, respect there." Yeah. Respect there, but then they don't eat the food. And I'm like, no respect there. It makes me so cross when people oh, do that. Films. Only Jan and even eats. more cross in real life. Yeah, uh, the gang crashes the date, and uh, we've got Rizzo, and she's got a bunch of hickeys on her neck. A hickey from Kanicki is like a yep. hallmark. Yep. Also done by Jeff Conaway. Really done by Jeff Conaway. He insisted, he insisted on doing them himself. Yeah, Very good. Hickeys, yeah. Yep. Well, that's gross. <laughs> what? Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess they decided they should get into character. There was a lot of frolicking Ew. on set. Yeah. A lot of frolicking on set. Uh, Danny and Sandy then blow it in. Because obviously, I think this is Danny's what he was worried about. He didn't want everybody to see them. Because I think he wanted to be himself in all actuality. I yeah, think he, he did. did. And that's what I think. And do you notice how he, there was such a big thing about it when they were at the pep rally? And yet, when they all come and saw them together, nothing was really said. No. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Kinnicky wants Rizzo to cover the bill. And they get into a fight and she throws her shake over him. This was supposed to be much worse. Uh, one crew member said it was something that Martin Scorsese might have directed. Uh, I don't know what would have been said or how. It's not like she's going to start bleeding or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be worse than that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then we go, Frenchie um, has dropped out of beauty school and wants to be a waitress. Yeah. So at the time we started the movie, she was in high school. Yep. She's since gone to 
beauty school now has pink hair. You would love this pink hair. Oh, I love the pink hair. Yeah. That inspired me to have my hair pink. There you go. But she doesn't <laughs> like it and wants to be a waitress and she wants a guardian angel. This is the fever dream segment of the film. <laughs> well, beauty <no>. school <laughs> dropout. The role, do you know who turned it down? Frankie Valley. <laughs> Elvis Presley. Did he? Probably good timing considering what would happen to him later yeah, on yeah. yeah oh he went in good shape though was he no he well, he'd also been fat elvis at this yeah. point too Oof. um he turned down the role of the guardian angel uh in the scene when alan carr first bought the movie rights of greece he envisioned elvis as danny and then margaret as sandy wow yep. that'd been early 70s that'd been about 72 73 yep. and margaret uh, for anybody who's seen uh listened to our talk in the mickey played the weird singer woman role in newsies Oh, the, the one with the boys all see it. I yeah. like Anne Margaret. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Avalon, uh, Frankie Avalon, Frankie Frankie Avalon, Avalon yeah. had an intense fear of heights. And so the slippery <laughs> three story staircase didn't seem so dreamy after all. They almost cut the number, but ended up putting mattresses alongside the steps in case he oh, fell. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, this was the worst scene to do when we did it because it was after several numbers that were really quick and uh, stage lights are ridiculously hot we were in like felt white gowns it looked like the ones in the film with like roller things on our heads and singing these backing things and i was in like four inch stiletto heels that didn't have a strap on them and we were going down steel stairs doing like doing this bit uh, and i remember coming off one night and absolutely just sobbing because you're singing about beauty school dropout and you're supposed to be these angelic beautiful creatures and you i came off just sweating and feeling like absolute crap and i remember just going outside of our like theater building and just sobbing my heart out because i was going this is horrible i don't like it and then having to go back on to do hand jive in like 10 minutes <laughs> then we go to the day of a dance rizzo is still fighting with Nikki and seduces leo from the scorpions we go to the dance we meet vince fontaine do you mean seduces uh cha-cha no, I said Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I mean Knicky. Sorry. No, no, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we go to a dance. We meet Vince Fontaine. Uh, Danny and Sandy show up, and Danny's look is fantastic. Oh, he's brilliant. So good. The yeah, pink well, and black really works. Pink and black works, especially with him. Yeah. It was yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. color scheme, and it was a really good That's outfit. That's iconic. It look. is. I, I was going to write it down. I thought I'll let Liam decide if he wants to use the word iconic on this one. Oh, but yeah. It is. Uh, we get told the song. We get told rock and roll is here to stay. The band starts playing these magic changes, which is is a duty song in the stage show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, C C C C C C A A A A minor F F F F F F G G G G seven. Yep. I like it when you can sing the chords. That makes it easier. But it's funny how they didn't put it in the movie though. I think yeah. Obviously, they wanted to increase the number of songs already, so you had to cut some to make room for it. Yeah, true. I like that it's still there. Yeah, me too. We meet Cha-Cha, also from St. Bernadette's, and they're like, she has a horrible reputation. I'm like, hold on. You girls have horrible reputations. Yes. <laughs> yep. Imagine uh, how bad she must be. Yeah. Uh, Vince Fontaine uh, asks Marty, do your folks know I come into your room every night? Oh, he's so Ugh. creepy. Like, I, know so it's, creepy. I know it's supposed to be creepy. This one's exp- exponentially worse yeah. today. <laughs> he's not even attractive. Not that that makes it any better in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, but like the whole like older man like thing. Like, why would why would the teenage girl have a crush on him anyway? His voice, because he's he's I, famous. Yeah, yeah, he's national band. You get you get to feel like you're you're out of it. You get to escape your small town 
girl by by, by touching stardom for, for 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 a moment. It's a bit like top of the pops of the day. You'd want to be on top of the pops. It's you? it's like when. Uh, rock and roll bands used to come through town and yeah. girls would go backstage and spend the night with a musician because for one night they got to feel bigger than their usual life. Yeah. Also, the color Not of that any of this justifies any of this whatsoever. Not, no, it doesn't. No. But as far as what would the appeal be, that's the appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not the weirdest coupling in this film. <laughs> Is it not? Okay, let's get to that when we get to it. Um, Sonny smuggles booze into the punch. I always felt this was a very generous thing to do. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got this constant amount of booze, and now you're sharing it with the entire school body. And but it's down to the point that it probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, but isn't yeah. it isn't it a cliche? Oh yeah, oh, for they, sure. They do Someone's this the thing, Yeah. Um, and he goes, "What are you doing? I'm washing my hands." That excuse makes a lot more sense in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sanitizing. I'm a, you know, before I grab a cup, I just want to make yeah. sure my hands are clean. That does. Yeah. Uh, friend, she's back in high school. Congratulations. That is your arc. Yeah. She looks like a beautiful blonde pineapple. Uh, yes. Fonta- Fontaine misses his mark because he's busy chatting up Marty. Uh, the rules, all couples must be boy-girl. No vulgar movements. If you're tapped on the shoulder, it means you're out of the contest. And Johnny Casino is not really a thing in this. No, he's not. No, no he gets mentioned by name, but he's just a guy playing yeah. in a band. That's it. This bit was a bit outdated as well, I felt. Which bit's this? With the couples must be boy girl and they go too bad eugene well, well, yeah, yeah that's, but that's a, a, of, of its him. time again isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah to be fair i mean it's the the, the too bad eugene that joke i don't like but the couples yes. must be boy girl that's only just this last year been changed in strictly come dancing, strictly come dancing which yeah. is like no i meant the comment which is like our version of dancing with the stars for yeah. american listeners yeah, yeah. 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 that's so, only changed this year yeah. so that's that i don't have a problem with that one because that is how it would be but there's a competition like, yeah. you do and it requires one man and one woman and that's the way i, I don't have any issues with that necess- i don't have any issues with them changing the rule but i know it wasn't like i was sitting there going oh no no that's not it is the, it's the yeah. too bad eugene and pushing him that's the yeah. that's the bit that we don't like uh the dance contest was filmed during the summer when the school was closed the gym had no air conditioning the doors had to be kept closed to control the lighting so the building became stiflingly hot on more than one occasion extra had to be taken out due to heat related injuries I sorry th- by injuries i mean illness i think there was also a smell of something from a neighboring thing <laughs> Okay. Um, so they, they didn't want to open the doors either okay. and stuff because cause of this. The actual hand jive is just a dance for the hands. It's a choreographer, Patricia Birch, out of the feet and the jumps. As someone who's had to do this, and I'm not very graceful to begin <laughs> with, I was very glad when I was told your couple will be tapped out as being the first ones out. I mean, thank you. I, I was one of the last, and it was exhausting. <laughs> I, I love doing this dance with um, our dance teacher, Emily, and because she would talk me through it every single Emily night. Emily was cha-cha, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, 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 she was cha-cha, and she would talk me through it. And no one on off, off stage could hear, but she'd go right, left, turn, right. Turn, so basically the same thing we were doing for you with the songs and the wings that she yeah, was doing yeah. with the dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The number of people who Liam had sussed out for visual cues to it let him know when to come in. <laughs> it was That was a whole second set of choreography behind the stage. Was, really who's who's going to be, be at the wing one. or who's <laughs> going to be hidden from audience view on stage? If so only that, people knew uh, <laughs> or went into that show. Um, so Rizzo and Leo are eliminated pretty quickly and Leo flips the guy the bird. Cha-Cha does this dance where her heel's on some guy's head. I've always remembered that bit of a dance. That's it's always on, very uh, good. It's Kinecki's head. Is that Kinecki? Yeah, yeah it is Kinecki. And he no, goes no, down yeah. to do the splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patty Simcox's dress is lifted up by... I didn't like this. No, he's just trying to hit me. There's a bit of upskirting in, a, in a couple of the 
like earlier yeah. bits as well under the bleachers and I'm like oh she, for once Patty that. Simcox is doing alright she does great like forward like somersault yeah, flips yeah. and I was like she's you great. go Patty Simcox yeah, yeah. and then she's instantly because and this is kind of the high school culture don't get me wrong of, of that time and of whatever but you know you can't let the nerd overstep their station mm-hmm. so bring her back down make sure she, she she realizes not not to get out of her lane and we correct that I don't see it's hard for me Kaneki's a hard one for me I really have a, I really str- actually struggle with Kaneki and with Rizzo to be honest with these characters well the lady that played Patty yep. um, also uh, in real life actually used to spend a bit of time with Jeff Conway oh, off, really? offset yeah <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Uh, the cowboy, so maybe he was lifting her dress up. <laughs> Getting in early. <laughs> uh, the cowboy portion of a dance is something I always remember. The bit where they come out with like the hands. Yeah. And the, that's always. Oh, I, love that. I yeah. was knocked out just before that. I remember oh, right. that. Yeah. You said you done three ex- lifts at that point, And I was like, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you said you was going to explain something to me I about, because I don't know why, why this happened. Because it's another good thing. I love this. Okay. So Sandy is pushed aside by Sunny and replaced by Cha-Cha. She, uh, in the stage show, as we know, she doesn't participate yes. in, the, in the contest. Uh, she was supposed to be sidetracked and subdued by Sunny before the contest even starts, allowing Cha-Cha to jump in and take her place and win the contest. Olivia Newton-John, this is like her version of Grease Lightning. She sort of pulls a few things and goes, no, no, I want to dance with Danny at the start because she wanted to, she wanted to, she she someone who dances, she wants part of this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. It, because then no, it, when they win yeah exactly like, I'm the same Chacha's only been dancing with Danny for like less than two minutes and, and she's Danny's been, been tapped out the, whole the first time, time round oh but she, did she get tapped out with yeah when because yeah. they've Could been be too vulgar yeah I thought that was that was Leo and they Rizzo did, but and and, um, and she gets oh, really? tapped out as well yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, they, well, then, then she gets to be the one who cheats and he doesn't turn her in you know yeah, what I mean yeah, so yeah. he just carries like he's a complete heel at the end of the day right if you were Danny you'd go you know you're not you know, it's not the be all and end of the He doesn't stance. see it though. No. So if you're telling me I'm still in it, he doesn't know who's been tapped out. For all we know, they've tapped he all he knows they've tapped out Sandy, but not him. Uh but you do see him go to her. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um No, 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 no. But I'm Sandy thinking doesn't. I'm putting myself in the in the head of Danny Zuko. You don't know why she's not there. You just know she's not there. Do you stop dancing? Of course not. It's live yeah. television. Well, you want to win. Think it's, stop. Yeah. Do you think it's couples yeah, that I also think it's weird though. that Sandy runs away anyway. Yeah. She doesn't run away. Sunny takes her away. No, she, she Yeah, but then, she takes then, then she sees and, and then runs. she runs away. Oh, what? Are you telling me that Sandy's overreacting to something? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> irony, guys. Irony. Dry humor. Dry, dry humor. humor. Dry. Alex, I was oh, being I'm sarcastic. Giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving you a heads up. Dry humor. <laughs> we need to have a sign or some sort of a cue. You need to reset If only we were a visual medium. Yeah, true. Sarcasm warning. Oh, it's that bit from The Simpsons. The sarcasm detector is off the charts. Um... So, yeah, so she convinced director uh, Randall Kleiser to let her dance with Danny for a bit. Danny and Cha-Cha win, and the T-Birds moon the camera. At the rap party, the T-Birds gave out buttons of the mooning the camera as gifts to the rest of the cast. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and the threat, and I've seen teachers do this kind of threat. You know, we've sent them off to the FBI, yeah. and they've got technology, like, like, ass recognition technology? <laughs> And wouldn't you have known who they were? I know they had the coats over the head, right? But as soon as they pulled up the trousers and uh, run out, yeah. you'd go, oh, that's them, that's their guys, like, isn't it? Like, if you go to get them, like, they can't run fast because their trousers are around <laughs> their ankles. <laughs> yeah. like, not that you really necessarily want to go running after the bare-ass bandits, but you could, like, come around, <laughs> you could come around from the other side and just, like, grab them. You know what I mean? 
So uh, uh, we go to the drive-in movie. Danny and Sandy are having... So they skip a bit. It's like, get them to the drive-in and no, pretend they haven't talked in between the contest and now. Yep. Because they need to have the conversation at the drive-in. Did, wasn't there a scene after that with um, them in the garage? Oh, there's a very brief conversation because she's going over how they're all going to get in trouble and they're looking at the camera. Each yeah, other are really yeah, scared. Yeah. Yeah. It's not much of a scene. No, 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 no. Um, and so... She says, I don't like the fact that you, you're going together. He's like, no, we're not going together. We've gone together. It's not the same thing. She goes, it's the same thing to me. I'm like, no, no. You, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I got news for you. If you th- And maybe it is that naivete of a young girl to go, you know, or, or some, not even a young girl, but someone who's inexperienced, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go that you expect the person you're with, that you're going to be there first for everything, and everyone's going to have a, a, any sort of sexual or relationship history before you, and therefore that's got to be kept, you know, you can't be mature about it. And she's not mature. She's a teenager, yeah, right? This is, is her yeah. first time through this sort of thing. So I guess, but I still think Sandy's just overreacting to everything. Uh, I yes, will say is. this though. Danny's trying to get his ring off and he elbows her and like at best the shoulder, if not the breast. Yeah. It's like just below the collarbone. So like, top, yeah. top of boob. Yeah. And he like laughs at her about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh guy. That hurts. Don't that really, laugh at that, people if you do that. That does look like he does do that, doesn't he? He wants her to wear her ring and she's like oh daddy and i'm like you are so hot and cold lady which one is the, like you yeah. are nuts um i agree she, she goes this means so much to me because i know now that you respect me i'm sorry why here watching it i bust a gut laughing at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was trying really hard not to laugh too hard because i know liam loves this film but i was like i gotta laugh here i know i, I do i do know the flaws okay. i'm not stupid to them <laughs> and he's like sat there rubbing his head like oh boy this is awkward like yeah i don't understand that either uh Riz- and she says that weird. and he still makes a move rizzo might be pregnant yeah. uh and it's this i will say this she she walks out of the the toilets at the drive-in and we follow it's like a tracking shot this and we see shot. everybody the tell each other travels faster so than by the time does. she gets to kanicki faster than rizzo does rizzo yeah and, Ma- and oh, Marty, yeah. she's the one that yeah. by the time she after. gets to, to kanicki he goes oh you're pregnant and she's like well you know bad news travels Good fast news travels, news travels fast, fast. <laughs> And uh, he goes, well, I thought I might be able to do something. She goes, you've done enough. He goes, I learned from my mistake. She goes, it's all right. It was someone else's mistake. Now, I think, she, I think obviously it is Kaneki's baby. She yeah, thinks. Yeah. But the thing is, the, the word mistake. And I think she struggles with that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, if I'm being honest, Danny gets a bit rapey in the car. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Followed by the, it's okay. No one's watching us. <laughs> I even I laugh at the inappropriateness of like how crazy that, that, that lyric is. Not that I'm making light of what happens. Here. I know when I did this on the stage, and I said to the girl, "Your delivery of this line was really good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can remember saying to her, "Like he really forced himself on her." I said, "So you need to push me off," and uh, so to her credit, she did. And um, but it was really because he does force himself on her; he doesn't stop. Yeah. And I remember looking up and looking over and going, nobody's watching us. And that's when everybody was watching. <laughs> so funny. She goes, I thought I meant something to you. And then he's got my favorite line in the movie. I can't help it. Sandy, you can't just walk out of a drive-in. It's I don't brilliant. know why. I love that it's line. It's such a good line. It, it is always have. And then we get the song Sandy. So in the stage show, it says, I'm all alone at the drive-in yeah. movie. Kind all of Kermit the Froggy, but still, I love the song. All alone at the drive-in is called, yeah. yeah. And they play that, they play the instrumental of it in the film. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, and it's all about, what will they say, Mandy, Monday at school? 
At one point, he goes, hey, it's the spoken part. Yeah. I wonder why you left me. And I'm like, I think it's pretty freaking obvious why she left you. Spoken part is, spoken part is um, Sandy, my darling, you hurt me real bad. You know it's true. Because, baby, you got to believe when I say, I'm helped without you. Okay, so what when he sings, <laughs> I wonder why you left me. And I'm like, dude, it's really obvious why she he left does, you. Yeah. Um, and there's some great backlighting him at one point. John Travolta argued, if you can believe it, did, with director huh? Randall Kleiser with the end of it. Uh, he wanted the close-up of himself instead of the cartoon shot of the hot dog diving into the <laughs> bun in the background, which is very sexually suggestive, actually, if Again, you consider it. But it's all timed. That's yeah. all timed yeah. to perfection with the song and everything. I'm wondering if this is any inspiration for the film Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that while I was watching that scene, though. Do you think they get a BAPTA award? A what? A BAP. Oh. No, that's a very regional. <laughs> a very regional joke. A, 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 a bap is a like, like a roll. It's, it's like a like, hamburger roll, more than yeah, it's a hot dog yeah, roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forget. I forget. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so a bacon also bap would a be cob. like a you yeah, know like, yeah. like, a, like a, yeah. a cob or a, a doorstep loaf or lots yeah. Of things. England got a thousand words bomb, for that piece. Bomb, yeah. tea that's cake, tea cake, a, a scotty bread, yeah. scotty bread. Yeah. Um, jo- <laughs> uh, the car looks great. We're in the third act now. Uh, there's no reason for these shifts, but Miss Mur- no. Murdoch is coming to this race because she's helped the boys. Now, auto shop is a thing. I had to explain this. Yeah, these kind of classes was... do exist but she's in a the teacher, US. Isn't she? Like, why she's going to an underground yeah. student race? Like, like, talk about like your career be done for sure. <laughs> like, these kids could be killing themselves in these cars. She's like, I help build it. I'm going to watch you race it. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Um, and then uh, Kinnicky wants Danny to be a second at Thunder Road. It's like he asked him to be his best man or something. They're yep. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, forget all of like the, the hype for a minute and then go, oh, yeah. This scene really works because it weren't working to start with okay. how they were delivering the lines. And so they, they came up with this idea of like, you know, have a tender moment between them. Yep. And, and then hug it out. And then they realize where they are. Yeah. Because that fits what they were doing. So there's an awkward hug. And there's a, not an awkward hug. There's a genuine hug. Genuine. And then they feel awkward about it and start doing their hair. And before people think, well, this is really of it. Keep, Friends was still doing this in the late 90s, early 2000s yeah. with Joey and Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ross and Joey napping. It was the idea that you have these authentic moments and then you have to go, oh, no, this isn't supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is what it's straight what's guys do. It's known as toxic masculinity and there is a movement to end it. Do you think, do you think that's toxic masculinity? What? The idea that you can't hug your friend? That's toxic? It's, it's part I think it's, of I think it's toxic, toxic if you start telling someone else they can't hug their friend. But they feel like they can't do it because of the pressures of their friends behind them. Okay, so that's this is a sort of societal yeah. thing. I yeah. think it's more about people being insecure with their own sexuality and somehow having to, front, of, having to front a heteronormative... The word toxic is a really extreme word. Is, and but that, so is what the, more, that is what the, the term is. Okay. That is what it is. But it's always on the minor side of toxic it's such a strong adjective toxic and they go well it's the really really like light version of it yeah, yeah it's yeah. like baby toxic no, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm calling it toxic masculinity because that is what it is known as not because i all right because I'm I, I, that. I don't i don't know of that one oh, I, I, teach, I teach a lot about toxic masculinity uh we tend to do more stuff about men holding other men accountable and I, it's usually about the way men treat hyper hyper violence, hyper sexualization, and predatorial behavior towards women. Is generally where we go with it. I, I guess at the moment, it's very now. It is shifting towards that idea that you can't show emotion, can't huh? um, do these sorts of different things. That is becoming that's being grouped in with that because it is a show of you feel like you can't do that because you're a man. Okay. 
here you go, folks. Come for the grease and stay for the, which you usually do anyway. We usually do get into some big topic of the day. Um, and then, uh, Sandy offers to help Rizzo. Rizzo rejects it. Uh, says, you think I don't know what people are saying about me? And then just as Sandy's about to walk off, she goes, hey, thanks. And then we get the song, There Are Worse Things I Could Do. Um, it's a great scene. This song, okay, I have th- thoughts about this song. The first line of this song, or the first couple of lines, brilliant, really progressive, wonderful. Yeah, there are worse things you could do than go with a boy or two. Absolutely fine. Then she goes and ruins it by saying that other girls that sit around and make wait for Mr. Right or flirt with other boys or all these things are wrong yeah and that's the issue with this song it's not that she's yeah no yeah go go date a few guys but don't don't shame the other girls too we we, we do get that rizzo's a flawed character though right rizzo's not this isn't the message of the film this isn't inspector (laughs) ghoul giving his speech at the end no no i know but like the just the idea that it's this big song in the in the film and in the show and her character at the end i think is probably redeemed or at least we're supposed to think she is, and this is very close to the end. She's just trying to empower herself. I, and, you I know, love this I, song. Oh, really? I don't. I, li- I like the song visually because you can see him in the background. You yeah. can see her in the foreground, and he's fiddling with his car, and she he don't know that she's there, and she knows that he's there, and I don't think Stalker Channing's a great singer. Oh no, she's a character actress. So. Yeah. So I mean, the song is. I mean, Ellie, you said you really liked it, so maybe you want to counterpoint my my statement yeah. there. I just think it's a really emotional song and I love the turning point in Rizzo where you actually see some emotion when she's on her own. Okay. Uh, It's a character song. Okay. Okay. Um, Who is the person she won't cry in front of? It's Kaneki, I guess. It's Mm -hmm. not Sandy, although I was wondering for half a song who it was. (laughs) Uh, Then we go to Thunder Road. Takes more of a coat of paint, Leo says, to make it at Thunder Road. They're racing for Pink's. I've got, why is the teacher still there? Okay, this is where I got confused as a kid. Pink's lips is the ownerships. Yeah, ownerships. I thought you meant ownerships of the girls. No, ownership right? of the cars. This took, this took me a few watches to go, oh, they're talking about cars. Yeah. Pink's which we, which cars. we don't see Leo's car with anybody. No, you don't, do you? You think Danny should have won it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the car door knocks Kaneki out. Probably a concussion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. D- teacher says, uh, you can't drive. So now she's worried about his safety. Uh, D- <laughs> D- Danny says he'll drive. And the only rules are there ain't no rules. rules. And then Leo gives us the rules. <laughs> yeah. It's first of a second bridge. And we turn around. There's no rules. Here. I just turn Go 100 meters. Turn around. I won. Yeah. There ain't no rules. Uh, then there's the race. It's like pod racing before pod racing. <laughs> He's got like these like, oh, it's like wacky races. Well, like, this bit. is very James, early James Bond. Like <sighs> the, the, the things in the wheels. I don't, He's think, like, I need, I don't think I needed this. No. 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 Just, just ram in. I mean, he already times. had the car with the fire that comes out of it the whole time. I did like the, I do like the bit when he comes, turn around and go up on the side yeah. and over the thing. But you're right. You could have them try to look cardboard try on the close-up ra- Try to ram them into the wall or do something like, something like the that. The way yeah. this this like spinning spike goes through the steel of a muscle car. I'm that, like, come no, on. Yeah, 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 that right. would have snapped that gadget off. <laughs> Especially because they look like cardboard like, yeah. close-up shots. They're like floppy around. Uh, but there's some good things. The mud on the camera is quite nice. Great. I always like that. So yeah. Slow motion driving's okay. Danny wins the race. Does it mean he gets Leo's car? I thought it'd be only fair. During the Thunder Road scene, there's a reason why Cha-Cha's always leaning on the cars 
pregnant? A topic pregnancy. Yeah. 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 So she was in excruciating pain. Yeah. It later turned out to, they, they found out it was an atopic pregnancy. Yeah. So that's why she's leaning against the car. The only time except for was when she's doing the, the go at the start. She goes straight off that scene, I think. Oh, does she really? Yeah, she goes to the scene. After the race, uh, the scene near where the bridge and the car race was filmed was in an area full of trash and the water on the ground became stagnant and dangerous. Some cast members became ill from filming. Yeah. Nice. We get her a prize of Sandra D. I she's, love that prize. She's not happy, but she thinks she knows a way that she can be, she tells Frenchie. Yeah. And we get Sandy, you must start anew. Don't Sandy, you know? You must start anew. Don't, don't you, you know what you must, must do? Hold your head high, take a deep breath and sigh. Goodbye to Sandra D. There we go. So. Uh, there, there is more to it than that. But, I know yeah. some of you were wondering why I just spliced in actual audio of Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> if you can believe it, that was Liam. Uh, <laughs> one last principles announcement, and they're crying. And I, I totally get this. Even if you've been had to be like the one who's just like coming down and being the authoritarian, it's a weird day when the kids leave because you you've seen poured into these relationships and tried to steer them on what you think is the right path. No matter what your relationship with your teacher probably was, they were trying legitimately to figure out a way to help you, whether they did yeah. it right or not. Different story yeah, yeah, yeah. but they probably were trying and then when they leave it's this weird thing where and, it, and, it's, and it's instant and it's immediate and you, never you leave and you can't come back on you're yeah, not yeah. you can't just walk in the next day and be like i'm back that relationship is severed yeah yeah so and forever changed so such i is- remember when i left high school we had this assembly got our the things called record of achievements and that was finished by like midday and they went okay bye yeah and you're like what the number of times that we say goodbye to your 11s and then the next day we'll see one of them try and wander back on site and we're like, what do you do? Like, you're the one who was every day for five years saying you couldn't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do. And we're like, go home. Yeah. Go somewhere else. This is, this is the freedom you said you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Bless them. Um, we go to the carnival. Rizzo's not pregnant. Kaniki proposes, kind of. Yeah. She doesn't make an honest woman out of you. He's like, oh, I'm being serious. Yeah. I think, I think they'll make it, those two. Yeah. Uh, Zuko's in a letterman jacket. How do you get a Letterman jacket on the last day of school? He does he say something about that he'd been doing. When I was stealing hubcaps. He'd been doing some running or something like that. Yeah, he'd yeah. been doing track. But he wears it for the first. It's, it's more naturally brought up in the in the, in the the stage show. Yeah. Because he shows up in the Letterman jacket way before this. Yeah, but I think he says in the movie he had these guys out stealing hubcaps. So steal me a Letterman jacket. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought he said something about running. I think he earned it by running track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't think so. We'll take a look at that. We'll oh, come okay. back. Maybe that button's getting pushed next do you know week. What? I'd love, do you know what? I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> there we go. I really would. If I'm wrong about something, I love it. Uh, Sandy then has the reveal that she's with the pink ladies and she's smoking a cigarette. And this is the, you want to get a guy, you got to put out and change who you are. Yeah. Yes, he changes. She changes significantly more. She does. Yeah. Also, I think one of my biggest issues with this film and the character of Sandy is that she's a bitch throughout even when she's dressed as like sat nice sandy and so you kind of go and it's her idea to put this outfit on and whatever and you go right okay then if you are this be this that's great but then don't yeah because we didn't mention at thunder road she's sitting off in an embankment all by herself and comes this realization all by herself yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. if that is who she is great go and do that have some fun (laughs) but like it's just a bit weird if i may what causes her to change her mind he won the race. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to lose him. Is that it? Maybe. I don't, it I don't he know. doesn't notice her on the bank. 
<laughs> so she feels invisible but we don't get any moment where we're over her shoulder figuring this out she yeah. just changed it's like this movie's like I, I will have the theory but it's like it's like danny's fantasy not hers yeah so uh as sorry liam uh, due to a zipper breaking olivia newton john oh. had to be sewn into the trousers she wore in the last sequence i apologize for any grease fan who's heard this a million times i just felt we we, 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 we had did to we, tell we, we did we did we did uh, in 2019 these tra- uh, the leather jacket and trousers were that she wore in the finale were uh auctioned off, off. yeah uh four hundred and five thousand dollars it made the anonymous winner, winning bidder of the leather jacket uh, later returned the jacket to Olivia Newton-John. Yep, he did. Um, so the <laughs> the trousers were bought by the woman who founded the control undergarment company Spanx. <laughs> that makes sense, Brilliant. to be fair. Because you might have to wear those to get the trousers yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But those, those, that outfit, that she, the entire outfit she wears, like she turns sideways for a second, yeah. and that is impressive. Yeah. You could you'd understand why it'd be the Spanx lady that would want them. And they are period pacific as well yeah yeah they are from the 50s jim casey can, uh, the creator of of greece the show so the controversial ending where sandy conforms to the greasers and changes her look i got jim casey warren um, casey and jim jacobs okay yep uh two people one of them or or a combination of two of them <laughs> one human being, okay uh said that uh this was supposed to be spoofing movies where the rebel gives up his bad ways and decides to turn over a new leaf instead of having the bad boy repent they have the good girl going bad and i hear you and then unfortunately when this becomes the one that survives it yeah what's left to believe is that this is the message so rather than realizing where it fits within things of its day they weren't really thinking at the time well no one's thinking it's going to be a 45 no. you're, you're, you're thinking in, in a one-year window max yeah 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 um and we get to the fact that they think this is the last time they see each other as a group, and we get the song, You're the One That I Want, and it was filmed in one afternoon with the help of a traveling carnival. It just they, happened to be there. Yep, yeah, they got some additional shots the next yeah. day for some close-ups, but the carnival had left town, so set decorators came in and built replica backgrounds that matched the construction for the close-ups. One of them had to be the Shake Shack. Yeah, yeah. It's just Gotta one. Be. It's just one shot, and they leave it there for a long they do, time. They do, they do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've said that already. Uh, Living Newton John said that, um, believe me, I had to be very careful about what I ate and drank for that shoot. It was excruciating. <laughs> it was 41 degrees Celsius on the set for the carnival finale. What's that in degrees? Uh, that is in our degrees. That's 41 degrees ce- yeah, Celsius. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kleiser felt he had no clout to ask for changes, but said that you're the one that I want sounded awful. Oh, there we go critics proved him wrong this one feels it's the third one that i think feels like a, mu- a movie musical and feels like yeah, a walk yeah, down yeah. like at the end when you have your which is what it is but it yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like and they and they and they blocked it that way too so yeah, good yeah, on them. Yeah. and then they fly away and in the, they're in the dream version of grease lightning when they fly away i don't like this bit. it's a bit weird uh, i think it's supposed to if I, I think it's supposed to represent just a fantasy the yeah. end of it, she's got she's so happy they're not really flying away but she's going forward into her future with danny there was also the line about if she if well, she we'll ran talk any about better it. no oh, the the grease the car the yeah. actual car when they um, when they fixed it up they go if she ran any, any better she'd be flying okay uh due to an editing error there was a closing scene in where danny and sandy kiss again but it was removed from the finished print and lost before its theatrical release oh, i'd love to see that the scenes only in black and white kleiser attempted to have the film existing footage colorized and restored for 1998 but was dissatisfied with the results the scenes included as an extra for the 40th anniversary home video release but kleiser hopes that he can put it in for the 50th anniversary in 2028 oh i hope so i want to see that so there we go and of course we know the theory is that when danny says saved her life she knew 
nearly drowned, that actually everything is a near-death hallucination, and the bit where she flies away is that she's actually going to heaven, and none of this actually happens in real life. I don't believe that. We explain a lot of the logic gaps in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lack that. of oxygen to the brain explains a lot of stuff. <laughs> what about the sequel or sequels? Thanks to the success of this movie, it's the top grossing musical in the U.S. to date. The movie was at three sequels, but after Grease 2 bombed at the box office, mm-hmm. those plans were canceled. In 2002, D.D. Khan, Olivia Newton-John, and John Travolta were all pushing to have Grease 3 produced, which would focus on the original cast and characters, but many years later, in another decade, like the 70s or the 90s, but it never got beyond the planning stages. Ooh, I like that. But forget the sequel. What about the spinoff? What about the prequel? In October 15, 2019, it was announced that a music television series based on Grease titled Grease Rydell High was given a straight-to-order series by HBO Max. Annabelle Oaks is set to write the pilot episode and act as executive producer of the series. In 2020, the series title was changed to Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies and will premiere on Paramount+. Plus. Really? Yep. There could be more in the Greece universe. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, I'd, li- <laughs> I'd like to, but that's all I've got. So, f- oh my god, didn't that's all I've got so far. <laughs> in March 2019, it was also announced a prequel titled "Summer Lovin'" is currently in development from Paramount Players. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Liam, it's that time. We're in the end game now. Liam, what is the random word this week? The random word is Dombrowski. Dombrowski. <laughs> Because it's Olsen in the film and Dombrowski is the word. Is that really a word? <laughs> Dombrowski is the word. Not Greece. Dombrowski is the word. It's the word. Which song? We know what song entered it. Georgia, what song earned the Grammy nomination? I forgot what it's called. Oh! oh to you. You, are, you are hopeless. <laughs> I do, am hopeless. Do you think I should change Dombrowski then? Pardon me? No, it's fine. No, Dombrowski's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For a while, this was the third highest grossing movie of all time behind Jaws and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. That's crazy. That is crazy. The movie was so popular during its release that some cinemas were literally playing the film back-to-back to meet demand. However, they couldn't turn over the audience quickly enough. By the time uh, the last viewer had entered the screening, sorry, by the time the, the, the last viewers to enter the screening took their seats, the movie had already started and was at least partway through. This increased demand for viewings as people had to attend the cinema several times to catch the bits they missed as they were trying <laughs> to get their seat. That's funny. Whose story is this? Oh, yeah, I'd say more hers. It's Sandy's. Yeah. 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 It starts with her arriving at Rydell and yeah, ends, yeah, ends with yeah, her yeah. changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite character. Oh, let's go first. Let's go with this. What is the story? What is the story? It's one. Given to peer pressure? Yeah. It's one that. I'm not it, answering this question because that's just opened a load of can of worms. It could <laughs> have been. It, it could have been really, really good because. If it was redone today by today's standards and kept exactly the same, you'd, we'd all be going, rubbish. "What the is this?" You if mean you, if we if we if if we released this today with the existing exa- script, yeah, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If we but if we redid it today with what I think might have been the original intentions, but changed to meet today's standards, I think it'd be really good. I don't think you can do it. I oh, can't do it. No, like you can't. The original. I mean, the, I don't think they would do it. But I mean, the original intentions, which were to take the piss of the the jock stereotype and the the bad guy turning good at the end like if you put those things in and kept it like that it's time specific oh i know it is but like if you if you found a way to do it i think it could be really good i just don't think today's viewing of that film is what they wanted it to be it's interesting because we are talking about the idea of a prequel or a spin-off coming out so obviously they're going to have to deal with that sort of but it's going to be time 
of that it's going to be set in that's not going to be sent, set set today is it it's going to be set back in the oh i don't think the question was ever to not set it in the 50s no no no, no but there'll be things that'll be that'll be touched upon oh, we don't know they'll be lightened i guess i i think it'll go through a filter yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be filtered yeah but you have to do things off that i time. imagine the magic will be lost yeah, me too. Hey, because it's not the original thing. I mean, it would be one of a thousand spinoffs and whatever is to not land. Yeah, There's yeah, far yeah. more failures than successes yeah. when it comes to this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ellie, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, not really. Okay, so. More than what's been said. <laughs> uh, roll of women. We'll let the girls start off with it. Again, it could okay. be good, but it's just it just misses the mark, I think. Like because there's there's a lot of female characters in it. They're very strong for who they're in, who they are, and what they are, including Sandy. And because she, I think she is the end Sandy throughout. She's just dressed differently. Is at least the viewing I got from it this time. She is a bad girl at heart. She's just conforming because that's all she knows. Um, but it, it again, it's it's just over. It's overrun by the misogyny that makes it difficult to say it's good for female representation. Yeah, I agree, really. I think um, that some of the, well, all of the female characters really are quite empowered and they've got, they're definitely in control of their own decisions, which is a good thing, but it's, it doesn't quite hit home because of a few issues, really. Okay. Uh, I think there's a role of women strong in this film. And you look at the principle, how many when you think the T-Birds are supposed to be unruly people and when the principal comes, the female principal, they're all like, oh, yeah. standish down, you know, she's, she's, the, she's, the, she's the boss. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and all that. And Rizzo's very strong. She doesn't take any crap from anybody. She even gives Kaniki the, the boot when she knows, you know, when she's hurting. Um, Sandy, yeah. Yeah, she's trying to find a way, but she's still strong in herself anyway. She's the one who decides that I'm going to change for for herself, for him, not he make her change. So I think, and even um, uh, Marty, when she's being took, um, when, when she's in love with um, Vince Fontaine, and is it Vince Fontaine? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's the one who says, no, you know, I've, he, he tried to slip me a roofie. Yeah. You know, she's the one who said no. So they're, they're very empowered women in this film. It's just different circumstances. Um, you're just trying to add on to them what is time specific of that period of how women were seen and trapped. I mean, once you left school, you were seen as a housewife. You get married, you have kids, and you stay at home. It's not that anybody's trying to be any, you know, misogynist or anything. It's just of that time. And women change as the 60s came on, you know, and the revolution of women and the pill and everything else. You know, times change. I abso- oh no, yeah, it absolutely has, and I complete. I understand what you're saying, but I think the the issue is, or the the viewing that myself and Ellie have of it, and perhaps other people have of it, uh, that have only really in its runtime. I mean, it's 43 years old. Have only watched it quite recently, like for the first time. I mean, it must have. It's less than 10 years ago that I watched it for the first time. So I was quite young when I first watched it, um, and if you watch it in today's day and age with that lens on which i know it's not how they made it and that is that is absolutely fine but if you do happen to be in that circumstance because it is such a cultural juggernaut still that you watch it in that circumstance there are issues with it including misogyny including there's some very um 
like sexually harassing pieces in it where you go there are and i'm not saying there isn't <laughs> no no i know this but to watch that for the first time and to understand that it is this film is a massive thing and everyone really really loves it that's the and you go oh so this must be right yeah, if I can throw my hat in the ring, I haven't said anything yet. Um, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Too. My issue, because I, I hear a lot of what Liam's saying, but my, 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 my issue with it where I can't get fully on board or on board is there is no character like Sandy is who doesn't change. And so the version of empowerment means empowerment only through changing who you are or through fitting that sexualized version of yourself. And the, 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 the good girl who's allowed to win in the end. And that girl doesn't exist in, 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 in the Greece universe. The closest we get is Patty Simcox, who gets a little bit further ahead and is instantly and degraded and brought yeah. down. And she's, and that's done by lifting her skirt up. Yeah. yeah. And embarrassing her sexually. And so look, this, it's, 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 it's a, it's a universe full of flawed characters, including including female characters and the way they treat some of the men, absolutely. But as far as what role of women go, I'm sitting here going, I don't particularly... Li- we, we put everything in a, in a nice, glossy 50s nostalgia and go, it's separate from us because it's 20 years in the past when it's, when it's written. Yeah. It's 20 years in the past when it comes out in, 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 in cinemas. And that distance allows us to go, it's a universe of our own creation, doesn't represent real 50s, it represents our idea of what the 50s might have, could have, would have been like. And so we have a snapshot of just these two specific groups, but it gives us this image of the rules for men and the rules of women as best demonstrated in Summer Nights, and those are the rules for the two groups, and it's not that great for the girls. No, it's not. But also, in like the car scene at the drive-in, you know... Yes, he forced himself on her, which is not good. No. But she does stop him and does get out and go, you know. he She does have he, the will to I, go. I, yeah, I hear you, but I wouldn't say that's the win. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it the is fact, the, the win. The, the, the fact that he, that he does I'm not harass saying, her I'm not is, saying that. is the lose. Because no. he's the good guy. He's supposed to be He's uh, not a good guy, though. But he, but, he, but he is the guy who wins in the movie. Yeah. Anybody who knows Greece, How Danny, does he change? Danny's an asshole. How does he change? Right, but he's the winner. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I he got do. the girl in the end because she turned into who she wanted them to be. Yeah, but I can't tell you about. I, I didn't write the story. No, no, I, I'm, that's, that's all we're saying. We're not saying therefore don't watch the film. We're not saying you know? therefore, the, but we're saying watch the film. But it's got a few things that you gotta go. You need to. Con- well, yes, yeah. I know, and I, and I address that, and I see that. I'm not stupid to it, and I'm not blind to it either. You know, um, but I just think that they see it, the girls see it as more than what. I potentially see it from when I was a kid. I see it from a naive view. And I think perhaps that's because, um, again, speaking entirely for myself here, but that's because we, as myself, as a female, have dealt with issues similar to what are portrayed. And to see the hero, the protagonist, the guy who wins, doing those actions and then being rewarded for them, not immediately, but after, is hard to see and that's potentially why we have a more negative point of view on it and we are four people here and we are giving our points of view yes. on the film so if you're out there and you got something you want to throw in with this i'd love to hear it i would because i'm not gonna convince liam liam's not gonna convince me i'm not gonna convince georgia or, <laughs> or ellie or vice versa we've all made our, our statements on the film known and that's where we sit so um let's talk about favorite character liam let's start with you which character is the favorite of them all uh my favorite character is the most flawed character. 
<laughs> I, I got a short list Which for this, but I'm assuming, you, I'm, I'm assuming you mean Zuko. I'm going to say Zuko, yeah. All right. Because he's the guy, I'm not as rough as him, obviously, but I, he's the one I associated with as a child, mainly because I probably wanted to be like him, maybe. I, I don't really know. But he was the one I gravitated towards. Yeah. Where Tone down the walk, will you? Where, you know, um, it, for, 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 I just need to bring this up. For every time Liam's done like an audition or he's gone on stage, the number of times you have to go, stop the struts. <laughs> I do, I Even do. Even for Shakespeare, Zuko was showing up. <laughs> I did, I did try the and strut in. I did, I did, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, I always gravitate towards the female characters in everything that I, yeah, I watch do, yeah. and do, don't I? Yeah. Um, but he was the one I gravitated towards as a child um, when I first watched. I was, I was 11 years old. You know, a lot of things went over my head. Yeah. You know, I saw it for the fun, colourful thing it was at that time. And maybe I hold on to that too much. I don't know. Okay. Georgia! Um, unlike Liam, um, I don't think Zuko is the most flawed by any stretch of imagination. He actually has a conscience throughout a lot of this and stops himself and goes, oh, okay, it's, it's, in, it, different, it's, in a lot of different moments. If we go back to the scene in the car, his number one concern is what he's going to tell the guys on Monday. And yeah. a huge part of it, and we've skipped over it in the review, is the reveal tells Kaniki you can't have a leader forever. And I think as much as the T-Birds need him, for a long time, he needed the T-Birds yeah. to give him definition for who he was. At the end of the movie, I think he realizes that's not the case anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zuko, to me, is not... He's not the worst out of all of them. Anyway, okay. that's not the question we're answering. Um, the um, my favorite character is probably Patty Simcox. I used to. Uh, I used, when I first watched it, I hated her, but watching it back, I'm like, yeah, you're great. I do love her, <laughs> uh, Ellie. Um, I really like Frenchie, um, and I didn't think I was going to say that before watching it today. Um, I just, I think she's got quite a nice warmth about her, and also just thinking about it, I think she's probably the only character that passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, she does probably. Yeah. Just about. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, if I had to, like, I'd love to say, more, I'd love to see more with Eugene. There's more in the stage show with Eugene. Yeah. The movie doesn't give him anything. Uh, that's a shame. Um, my honorable mention would, would be Frenchie and my, and my favorite character is Patty Simcox. So, uh, I really, I really liked that bit where she does the flip and I'm like, Oh, I forgot how it ends for her. And it broke my heart. Yeah. Then yeah she yeah. gets knocked right back down. Uh, maybe because Patty Simcox in a 2021 lens is probably the character you're maybe most designed to actually kind of empathize with. She's just someone who just wants to have a good time and not bother anybody. She's <laughs> she's so positive with everybody else. And exactly. All the other characters see that as a weakness. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's not. so not. It's not. She's it's my so favorite not. in the stage show. Yeah. She's my favorite in the stage show. So that would be mine. Favorite moment? Favorite element? My favorite moment has always been the two guys talking about Thunder Road. Be my second. Be my lieutenant. Oh, that scene there. They drop all the pretenses. Yeah. It's genuine. It's heartfelt. And... There's a genuine love there between them. Okay. Treasure. Um, probably actually some of the, the bits of blocking, the cinematography that happened, especially early on in the um, in Summer Nights, is actually really, really quite lovely. I think it is because I've got an affinity for stage blocking and for those sorts of things, but to see it on screen is just nice. So probably that for me. Okay. Ellie. I really like the setting of You're the One That I Want in the Fun House, um, particularly when they're moving along like the kind of like up and down travelatory yeah. thingy. Um I thought that looked really, really cool. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed that scene. 
Uh, I'm also going to sort of throw another vote towards the things that look like a musical. My favorite parts of the show yeah. are where it looked like a musical and where it felt like a musical. Absolutely. Which is difficult because it's a movie. So I'm, I'll get to this in a second, I guess. But my favorite bits of this were, uh, I'll go in general that, but specifically Summer Nights. I think Summer Nights just looks it does Beautiful. look really good. It's, yeah. it's the visual high point of the film. It might be, I guess, the part that I think if you know Grease, it's the it's it's the song you know. It is, yeah. And I love Call and Answers as well. So there we go. Uh, so there would be that. Is there a grumble? A grumble? And let's keep it succinct to a grumble, shall okay. we? Okay. Can I say an honorable grumble? You want an honorable? Hey, you can lay out as many grumbles as you want, Liam. <laughs> okay. Honorable grumble <laughs> is he, we've solved his problems and he's seen the light. <laughs> <laughs> My honourable grumble is the, the Coca-Cola being blurred out. Um, that really jars me and it always has done ever since I've watched it. Um, I don't like also her bit in that scene where she asked for money. Well, we didn't mention that at the malt shop when she's like, I want some music. I need some money. She wants the music, yeah. but then she asked him for the money. That really jars me. Yeah. Um, but my biggest problem is the end. I don't like the car going up in the sky. Okay. It, it takes everything out of reality for me. Yeah, I would have been just well if you had them arm in arm, kind of walking. We'll always be together. Just and you from can, a back shot, and you can watch just them walk, away. walk in the distance, and yeah. you can fade out. Yeah, yeah, that, that's much better. Yeah, yep, I agree. Georgia, I've been trying to word this in my head for the last couple of minutes, and I just can't. I can't find a way to word it succinctly. It's just the. I I do quite like this film. I do quite. It's a popcorn flick that you can put on and it's bright and it's colourful and the music's good and there's Agreed. some good cinematography. There's some good acting performances not from Sandy but there are some good acting performances. Um, Leave my Olivia alone. There is just an overall vibe is the only way I can get it that just like the opposite of rose tinted glasses. It, okay. It's just watching it through through a vein that, that kind of makes you go Ugh. Sludge tinted glass. Sludge tinted glass. <laughs> the, the minute you have to analyze it, it becomes impossible to look away from this. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ellie. Um, I will not leave your Olivia alone. Um, it's either the the script for Sandy or Sandy's acting. I or Olivia Newton John's acting. I I can't work out which one it is, but whichever it is, it's bad. <laughs> okay, I'm not arguing with you, but I do. But, but I do. But, <laughs> <laughs> I do love her and I will stand up for her. There we go. Her singing's great. <laughs> Can't fault her singing. Uh, I'll go with mine. I'm glad Ellie kind of took that part out of it. I mean, my honorable mention, if I had to, you got one, I'm going to throw one in here, is that I don't think Sandy's, an, I think Sandy's a good person. Uh, and that bugs me because the movies tell me she's supposed to be the good person. Yeah. Uh, my issue with the film is that I don't know if it works as a film. It's better as a stage show. It's better as a stage show, and the bits I like the best were the stage show bits. It's yeah. like Chicago, where I went, look at what they were able to add by Chicago putting this on anomaly. film. Yeah. It's me going, oh, everything I liked about this was better in the in, in the stage version. Yeah. And I think also that big, boisterous, overly expository dialogue, that works a lot better on stage. Even some of the... Issues that, a nudge even stage. some of the issues that we have with um, the 2021 lens that we've talked about, I think those are even more a bit more forgivable on stage because of physical distance between us and the ability to laugh corporately and do those sorts of things helps forgive that and underscores and all these things as opposed to being right up close to these characters as is happening. Yeah. So I think the thing that I dislike most about it is that the best parts are the musical parts and the parts where it's a film don't tend to work. You also got to remember, he's an inexperienced director, um, Randall Kleiser. Yep. 
Um, so everything is like the things that hit hit, the things that miss miss. You know, and it's like anything when you when you direct something yourself, which I haven't. You're going to find things that are going to hit better or came through better um, on the day or things that don't gel well, yep. you know, and you're just trying to fit them together in the cutting room at the end of it, aren't you? So which cuts do you use? Which bits do you use? Different cuts could be better. I mean, look at Sylvester Stallone. He's recutting Rocky Four. Oh, I love Rocky Four. Me too. But he's recutting it and took different views and angles of different things. Oh, really? And he oh. thinks this is a better version than what we've seen. So, cool. you know, could Randall Kleiser do the same thing? Could he take different bits and make it a better version? Who knows? Maybe. I mean, it is. I mean, it is, it is a pop culture juggernaut. I mean, it, it is. It is. I mean, it made a big impact. I, I can't take. I can't take that away. No. 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 Nor am I wanting to. Um. So, is this anybody's best role ever? Who's done? I mean, I don't remember Olivia and John. Anything else is sure. What Xanadu? You telling me two of Xanadu. a kind? No. Oh my god! What uh, Stalker Christmas romance? Not in a film. What? Come I've on, seen her in TV. <laughs> Sorted lives. Is what this, are you saying to me? Is this Travolta's best? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. He's better in Pulp Fiction. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he is. Hmm. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's that's his. Is that his second first comeback? Second comeback? I don't that's know. a second comeback. Is he the guy in Pulp Fiction that does the dancing? Yeah. yeah. That's why they give him like a dancing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I've, I've done a tap dance to that song. Have you? Yeah. So I know the scene, but I've not it actually seen the film. It was a teenage way. I can't wait to do Pulp Fiction, but I think you get the Reservoir Dogs first. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely Olivia's best. Yeah. yeah. Without a shadow. I'm trying to give anybody else who really matters. Not really. Diana Manoff, the one who played Marty, okay. she was in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Um, was it Nightmare on Elm Street or was it Child's? play I can't, anyway I, I don't do horror movies so it's one of them yeah I mean, one I of them so, yeah, so if anybody out there and they know please tell me because i haven't got a clue but i know she did a horror all right so it's about that time i never want to hurt my age what's my age again what's my age again and thank you to moonlight social for our age game diddy uh ellie what do we have today i'm gonna do it a little bit differently today mm. um I'm going to start the same as normal, though. We're going to start with John Travolta. Oh, okay. I don't know this one. I'm, uh, going, to go, I'm going to go last. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. probably... Like, <laughs> the, the answer sheet on all these. Uh, 32. 24. 26. He's 24. Hey! Oh, well done. <laughs> so I thought he looked way older than that. Yeah, anyway, I did. Um, we've already had Olivia Newton-John's state of birth given out in the podcast. 30. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, she's... She is. Wow, she was six yeah. years older than he was. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, she, yeah. she's not one that I really found egregious. No. No, no, no. No, same. she was all right. Yeah. And um, so I thought rather than go through like everyone who are all going to be like, you know, within a certain age range, I thought we would do, who do you think is the oldest of all of the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies? I think and I know who that. who you think is the youngest? Stockard Channing. I know, I know that Stockard Channing's the, the oldest. oldest. She's like 34 or something. And the youngest, <laughs> I know, but you guys go first. Oh, Jan. Uh, oh no, because she was great. As you listened to, no, yeah, no. I was gonna say if you listened to Ian uh, earlier, Marty, Marty, yeah, yes. How old do you think she is? Twenty. <laughs> Twenty. No, she's, I'm saying nineteen. She's twenty-two. 22. Oh, there we go. Hey, I got one. I thought she was the youngest. Yeah. I thought okay. she was the only teenager. And Miss Stalker Channing, 34? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? 
I've got them all written down, but they're all, you know, within that range. So I didn't think it'd be that exciting to go through. I tell you who literally. looked the oldest, and I audibly went, what is the yeah. deal with this guy? Sonny. Sonny. Yeah. Oh, my word. Sonny looked like he was one of the kid's parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, Vince Fontaine looked younger than this guy. <laughs> that is true. He's 32. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. So... Uh, let's go ahead and thank you very much, Ellie. Let's hit Critic Corner. What do you got for us today, Georgia, with the critics? Uh, much like us around the table, this splits opinions. It okay. really does. Um, I haven't actually been able to find anything from the time, from release. There doesn't seem to be many reviews. Even Roger Ebert's review is is from a, um anniversary review. So um, I'm just going to go with what I've got. So I've got Arthur Knight from The Hollywood Reporter. says, what makes it work is its youthful vitality, its tremendous energy and imagination expended onto its virtually wall-to-wall song and dance number, which, yeah, there is a lot of that in it. Um, then we get uh, Derek Malcolm from the London Even Standard said Randall Kleiser's 1978 musical set in the 50s has some horrible acting but the kind of exuberance that has made it a cult classic which I think is probably what Ellie is saying with, with uh, Sandy's acting um, we've got Ben Reynolds from Film 4 says Travolta and Newton John burn up the screen with all the passion of a potato salad whilst occasionally singing a song you know all the words to because they play it in every week every week in small town small town nightclubs which i really yes um and then finally from our good friend roger ebert uh he says uh it's fun yes but it doesn't lift off the screen the only element that bears comparison with the musicals of the golden age is travolta's performance although in the 1950s at mgm he would have been a best friend not a star um, and then he just kind of sums it up with the movie's worth seeing for nostalgia or for a look at vintage Travolta but its underlying problem is it sees the material as silly camp it neuters it romance and breaking up a mass of life and death for teenagers and a crisis of self-esteem can be a crushing burden Greece doesn't seem to remember that Saturday Night Fever does okay yeah, okay uh, Liam I will say that yeah his, okay, I'm just seeing quiet his partner Gene <laughs> Siskel uh, gave the film three out of four stars this is at the time Con exciting only when John Travolta is on the screen I'm not sure I disagree with that actually mm. uh, but still recommends it to viewers saying that four of his musical numbers are genuine showstoppers that should bring applause yes so that is he ticked that. all the boxes he was a dancer he was a singer he was an actor and all dancing the movie's much Triple better threat. The movie's much Triple better threat, when, yeah. when he's on stage, and I don't question his acting. No. Oh, it's funny because I think when I went for my best character, I went for my best character. But if it was the best act overall acting performance, performance. Oh, John overall performance, yeah. John Travolta does fine in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's talk now about. Uh, well, I've got one more critic. After the BBC aired the movie in December 2020, viewers complained on social media that the film promoted misogyny, racism, and homophobia, according to the Times in Britain. Soon after, star of Greece, Olivia Newton-John, said during an interview on the Australian podcast, A Life of Greatness, that those who, need, who criticize Greece and say it is sexist and lacking in diversity need to relax a little bit, and called those comments kind of silly. She added the movie was made in the 70s, about the 50s. It's a fun movie musical and not to be taken so seriously. I think everyone is taking everything so seriously. We need to relax a little bit and just enjoy things for what they are. Newton Jarman on the say she doesn't view Greece in the way her critics do. It's just a fun movie that entertains people. That's all. Now, I will say this. Just because she's been in the movie doesn't make her the word, but it makes it a word. It's interesting to read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, and that was from Olivia Newton-John, but let's hear from some people who really matter. That would be our Twitter audience. So let's start with Even the Score Podcast, who says, my only wonder is when that car came back to Earth. Was it just beyond the school fair? Were they up there for months? Was it an (laughs) allegory to the fact that Danny and Sandy died during their makeovers? The world needs answers. And there is a theory. Died during the makeovers? Yeah, like when they both turn into the other versions of themselves. That's interesting. Because I've, I've only ever heard the one that, like, they die at the beach right at the beginning. So the theory is, I saved her life, she nearly drowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be Sandy, like we said, yeah. Sandy dies there. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, I, the thing that should be the tip-off is that the car is the, is the fantasy car as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I never noticed in previous viewings, but I noticed in this viewing. Yeah, so, so you can see the engine. Uh, I would think, I mean, Liam talked about it. He didn't like the, the ending. Um, but... You know, of all the issues I have with this, the ending's not, it's not the biggest. <laughs> it's not the biggest one. I mean, no. uh, but I'm willing to just go. It's a it's a metaphor. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's it's no more unbelievable than half of the movie. True. So there we go. The Paul and Griff show said, "Hate it or love it." Everyone's been to a wedding and belted out "Summer Lovin'," "Summer at Summer Nights," Griff. Yeah. "Summer Nights" uh, hasn't aged well in the sense that they both have to change personality for the other one to accept them. But all in all, a very enjoyable music. Yeah. That's kind of where I sit with it. Yeah. You know, it's enjoyable. I do enjoy blasting summer nights. Musical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely hasn't aged well, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. MCU and Me podcast says, got a real soft spot for this one. Yes, they're all 30. Yes, it's sexist. <laughs> yes, the film is Santa. Has Liam like come up with a new podcast for himself? Is this <laughs> and reordered the stage original stage script. But the, I credit this movie album with my early love of musicals and eventual stage career. Plus, I learned how to baton twirl to play Patty Simcox. Love Patty Simcox. Patty Simcox is a great part. I think you, MCU and Me, you may have tipped your hand when you said, even though it's a great movie slash album it's the album yeah it's, it's the, the music album. you put the music string put those together mm-hmm. none of my issues have to do with anything that happens in the songs no i mean there's a couple of dodgy lyrics in beauty school dropout but that's about it but, but like, the script is it, oh we, from, like, if, yeah. if i'm listening to stuff i got issues with it's all stuff that is said not stuff yeah, that is yeah. sung. okay or visuals <laughs> uh friend of the podcast Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, I have a soft spot for Greece. It's a snapshot of 50s high school, although not entirely realistic. Did you really? Were you around at wait, the wait, time, wait. Dwayne? Hang on, hang on. Not entirely realistic. Which parts are oh, realistic, Dwayne? The flying car or? <laughs> Tell us about it, stud. stud. I think the reason it endures is the songs. Yeah, we just said that. Yeah. I have always loved beauty school dropout. Wow. Mm. You know what we didn't do? We are recording this part just a little bit later because I forgot to do it during the actual recording session sauce guys uh we didn't say favorite song which no. really feels like it's a mistake to, to have not done that yeah that's true uh maybe we can address that at the start of the next week everybody else's but george mm-hmm. do you have a favorite song hand jive hand jive yeah oh, but that, i bet that's because i really like dancing to it okay uh I'm going to go with the one I wasn't allowed to do. I'm going to say Summer Nights. I referenced it about four times in the review. It is, it is really, I I like the mirroring of the boys and the girls. And I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. I think it's, it's good. If you want to put on your rose tinted glasses, this Mm -hmm. part is, this part is, this is the song that does it. It's just really good fun. The girl's talking about how much money does he have? And the guy's talking about how far do they get? Neither one of them are good. No. But it is, you know, those, but for the most part, teenagers are our worst versions of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's teenage gossip, isn't it? Uh, what they care it about. It is. It is. 
and these sort of these things that you front and the language that you care yeah. about, which like Danny, when you get away from the group, the hive, mm-hmm. you're actually a much more three dimensional human being. Yeah. But in these in these enclaves of groups, mm-hmm. you become the worst version of yourself. See, this is why I was never like in a group like this when I was at high school, because I was always the three dimensional part, like one yeah. of myself, which meant uh, that I was like, I was not an insider. I uh, wasn't outside. <laughs> I don't know what I was. I have no idea what I was. I was like a floater. I'd I, like go and talk to lots of different people. <laughs> I was standing on the first day of school going, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where my old school was. Uh, <laughs> Carlo just has a, a gif of Nick from new girl staring at the computer saying, I got nothing and getting up and walking away. Yeah. I'm guessing it didn't change his uh, viewing plans for today. A no. uh, friend of the podcast, Debbie, Debbie, says, I have never really liked Grease the film. Man, we should get a hashtag Liam we have to talk. Uh, <laughs> don't hate it, just doesn't do anything for me. I first saw Grease as a stage musical in the West End when I was about 10 with Shane Ritchie and Sonia as Danny and Sandy. I have no idea who those people are. I know the names, but I don't know who they are. And Craig McLaughlin is Kanicki. Hashtag nostalgia bus wins. Hashtag sorry, Liam. Oh. oh. It's probably a good job he's not listening to probably. this bit, isn't it? Uh, your next favorite movie says, never cared for Grease, but my taste in musicals is a bit different from most. I mean, Ian, I almost played Hairspray in our remake reboot draft. Ultimately, I couldn't pull the trigger on this one. Yeah, I was involved in a in a draft uh, among some of the film Twitter people. Yeah, yeah, and, I um, saw saw bits of it. Yeah, I'm de- my, 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 my group is the probably among the most obscure ones. I'm going <laughs> to pivot on this one. Everybody else chose those ones that, if you're a member of the film Twitter, you're supposed to pick the like sorts Schindler's of movies. List. Schindler's <laughs> List is not a reboot. Oh, it was reboot. That is Sorry. a film we do not need rebooted for sure. I'm looking for the thing. I, I must have overshot it at this point. I'm going to come back here and see if I can find it. So everybody else is choosing things like the. I love The Departed, but choosing The Departed and Scarface. Uh, what, The Departed? Yeah. It's a remake of a foreign film called oh, in, 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 okay. Internal Affairs. Oh. So. Um, Whereas everybody else kind of went with, like, for instance, I'll, your, um, your, your next favorite movie, his list is, uh, Dread, Evil Dead, The Departed, Dawn of the Dead, a lot of D sounds in his, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and The Ring. Those are his, right? Mm-hmm. And he's leading. He's leading in this vote they've got going on. I am in second. I like mine better. Go I on. have Star Trek. Nice. Spider-Man Homecoming. Brilliant. Jumanji. Haven't seen it, but I know they're good. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Haven't seen that either. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. Transformers. Yeah. The first one. List. The first Transformers movie, nothing wrong with it. I would I would watch all of those over the the list. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh he said that he's uh he he almost chose Hairspray in that re- I don't know. I mean Hairspray is a lovely little musical. You like Hairspray? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like Hairspray a lot. G- good morning, Baltimore brilliant song yeah. to sing and you can't stop the beat right yeah yeah, yeah. so sorry if you're gonna come at us your next favorite movie with like musical stuff we got you oh absolutely we got you like, i will one. i can do the the original broadway dance to you can't stop the beat and i mean the quick bit in the middle too that's cut from the soundtrack because it's too long i know it yeah challenge me <laughs> uh x radio x says i love greece we used to sneak into our female friend's dorm room not to freeze her underwear that's good but to borrow mm-hmm. greece and watch in the tv room all hours of a night 25 years later still a frequently quoted movie this feels like what greece is you are either liam yeah and you're all in mm-hmm. or you're kind of going eh. i think my favorite the only thing that i quote from this film 
like the, from the script would be peachy keen jelly bean. Oh really? Just because it makes me laugh. You can't walk out. You can't walk out of a drive-in movie. That is the that. that is the best line. Uh, when Danny tries out for the basketball team, I love the way he dribbles. A regular Allen Iverson. That's by the recasted podcast. Allen Iverson's like a legitimate like NBA like legend. Okay. So uh, yeah, he's definitely not Allen Iverson. <laughs> the real film shady podcast. Great name. That is a great name. Absolutely he's love it. One up. of my top films to watch. Such a feel good film full of cheese and i'm here for it and finally crab tails says like ducktails i guess so says tell me more tell me more smiley face crab emoji uh, i think we did I, th- I think we told you plenty <laughs> so yes uh and that would be it for our um for our audience picks who i think generally yeah it was either they loved it or, mm-hmm. or they just don't care for or it or they're largely indifferent to it yeah. nobody seemed to hate it i don't think it's a hateable movie no not really I think unless everybody, you really don't like musicals. unless you've never watched it yeah, yeah like yeah. carlo if you're like i'm just not gonna watch it yeah but i think if you have watched it you're going there's something for me in it yeah but i'm i might sit here at a at, you know, a middling kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. So the question now is just how is everybody going to rate it? So let's throw back to the original feed and we'll find out where we all came on board. I don't think Liam's given it a four. No. No. So it's time for that time. And I agree with that. Ratings, Liam. Ratings. Are you surprised? I don't know. You haven't given me the rating yet. Oh, uh, like, like Olivia in this movie. I'm tenning all over the place. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay. I love this movie. So this, is your, this is your first 10. My first 10. I love it. Okay. To Greece. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I know that's going to be, I know people are going low. I know it's going to be low. It's, it, it, it could be. It's going to be scathing. I know. <laughs> Georgia, where you got? I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm going to surprise Liam or not, because like I said, there are redeeming stuff to it. It's just the overall tinge and vibe that comes from this that upsets me, but it's not, because nowhere near train spotting levels of upsetting um so i'm gonna go with uh six coma induced sequences out of ten all right ellie and um, see i really enjoyed the film and i think what georgia said earlier about it being a good popcorn flick is really spot on really i'd i would watch it again several times quite happily um i think the music's great so i'm giving it a seven and a half okay i feel a bit better all right uh I, Ian's going low. He's going low. A, 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 a great popcorn flick is is, uh, is fine. And uh, just just before you mention yours, right? Remember our friendship. Yeah? <laughs> uh, I think uh, it might be you that needs to um, be remembering that. Um, 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 just 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 look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. When you say this. I will look at you as I put the dagger through your heart. <laughs> a great popcorn. Respectfully, a great popcorn flick's great. But this is the best film ever, and 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 I would go. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I would watch it tomorrow. Okay, I mean, this, I'd watch Home Alone tomorrow. It doesn't make Home Alone a great movie. It just makes it a movie that, <laughs> that, that, I, that I would put on. Um, I said years ago, I'm not really a fan of Greece. I yeah, continue to say I'm not really a fan of Greece, not yeah. because of some sort of woke sentimentality or the idea that I'm trying to view this through a modern lens. Opposed to, I just didn't like the movie to begin with because I don't think Sandy's a good character. I don't think one scene necessarily plays logically into the next. And because I think it works better as a musical than it does as a film. So I am going with oh we've lost Ellie right? I'm gonna give she's yeah. she is preemptively just just abandoned the thing <laughs> that should be me. <laughs> I am going to give it six fever dream endings out of ten. I still love you, dude. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I was only kidding. Uh, what do you still love me? No. I was only- <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no. Our friendships. Are, it's it's, 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 it's a, a film. It's, it's a, a fine film. popcorn film. I would watch it if it, I thought you were going to go lower. I thought you were going to go for like a four or five. No, it doesn't. No, 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 no. Because there are, there are redeeming things. To there this. are bits yeah. where let's all. Like, Ellie's just joined us. Can you believe I gave it that rating? Really? Oh my god! Oh my god! No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. No, that's it. I'm out of here. What did you give it? Six. Yeah. Six is good. No, because it's blocked. It's blocked wonderfully. The bits that are musical sequences, I can't go. That doesn't count because it was. It, it feels like a musical. Yeah. So the bit where Danny's riding the engines gets dropped into grease lightning. That, that's a, that's a piece of movie match. Summer Nights is great. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. The problem is when the singing stops, and the problem is when Travolta leaves the screen. Yeah, yeah. Even for all the stuff that he does, where I'm like, I really wish you wouldn't. You wouldn't come on so strong in the car at the driving, Danny. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I really wish you wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, the, the faults I have are more with the internal logic of of the film and i mean sandy's uh living it john's performance acting wise careful it's <laughs> not joking it's uneven yeah it is it is <laughs> for it singing is. performance I, I have no issue with um yeah. and i feel unlike the stage show and again it's hard when you, but it's hard to ignore the fact that i know the stage show as well yeah same uh they really could have done more with sunny and uh, where is duty in this film yeah like where is duty where is i mean jan and marty for the most part don't really exist in this film nah, and it just turns into danny and Sa- it turns out danny sandy rizzo and kanicki and that's all who matters and i think it's a little too thin on that front i will say the producers made the right call though that travolta should have played danny and not conaway yep yeah yep. i agree so he had more he had more presence so we've got some exciting things to do. First things first, two weeks from now is July 4th weekend. I've asked everybody to come prepared with a film choice that they can, we're going to put on the poll and let the audience decide what are we doing for July 4th. We'll record it July 4th itself. And then um, I didn't want to go it'll for the be obvious. out on the 6th. <laughs> so which one are you going for? I, did, I, didn't, I, did, I, I didn't want to go for the obvious of July the 4th. Yep. Right. With um, Cruz. Yep. Uh, even though he's born on July the 3rd. Um, I'm going with Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, Kevin Costner. The Kevin Costner, as he's trying to make connections. He's first a Civil War soldier mm. sent to exterminate uh, a tribe of aboriginals. Yep. And then later ends up Befriends. sort of becoming, befriending and being adopted by. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so interesting choice. Uh-huh. Georgia. I'm going with one that I was laughing about um, earlier because I had it up on my phone as I was looking at it um, as the boys were talking about this film. Um, I'm going with a spoof movie that I absolutely adore, and that is Hot Shots. Okay, Hot Shots. <laughs> it's as American as it gets. That right. is absolutely counts for Hot Shots. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie. There we go. Yeah. Ellie. Have a backup if needed, but okay. um, if it's allowed. <laughs> You're not confident um, in this one. Well, just just I am going to go with Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> oh no, it's just um, yeah. No, it's, you're totally okay. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, it's a good movie. Um, it's it qualifies. Um, I it haven't does. got around to seeing this before our Tom Cruise roundtable, and it it's definitely on topic. So yeah, it is. And I, 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 I know I, that I, you said it's a good one. Liam. I'm going to go. I stayed clear of it because of it. I'm going to go for maybe an even more obvious choice. I can't believe I got through it and no one did this. Independence Day. I'm doing Independence Day. <laughs> Again? I thought it was too obvious. I, I had about I had about th- two backups in case I needed them. Oh, okay. But I I'm thought, go. I thought Born on the 4th of July and Independence Day. I will go with Independence Day. I think oh. we've been serious for, even with even with Greece, we were actually quite serious about it. I could, it's only because of the passion about it. Yeah. It? You know, we're passionate about shots. movies. I could do with... <laughs> A big summer blockbuster schlocky kind of film. Okay, yeah. And it doesn't get much more schlocky, I think, than Independence Day. Will Smith. Yeah. I've got to get Bill me Pullman. one of these. 
You know, is it Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Uh, oh, what's his name? He's in. Oh, he's in Thor Ragnarok. He's the guy who Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, I love Jeff oh, Goldblum. So, don't you see it's two different movies to start with? Oh, it's very much. In it? It's I'm Randy Quaid. Like it's Randy, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But it comes together. It but works it really well. Together, and that's yeah. the idea: people coming together. Yeah, yeah. Coming okay, together. Okay. So my vote, uh, my my nomination, if you will, is for Independence Day. Is the Rotten Tomatoes our barrier? Is it eighty or eighty-five? Traditionally, eighty-five, but this was not. If you okay. if you were in the group chat, we yeah, weren't yeah, yeah, being I strict. I, just I know said, we weren't being strict. But I was mic. just wondering if Hot Shots actually qualifies. It doesn't. It's eighty-three percent. But oh, is it eighty-three percent? Is that high? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. that's the same thing. Make out for crying out loud. But yeah. <laughs> but no, this was if kind of a special. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it to the audience. Just don't take the mic. I said, and so we haven't. Oh, in that case, Greece too. <laughs> well, hey, it does say let's do it for America <laughs> alright and so that's two weeks we'll find out what the winner is next week so all that's left now is another one we're doing. what are we doing next week yeah what are we doing next week it's a big one it's a doozy I'm just gonna say dun 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 <gasps> oh uh, first or second yes Terminator 2 Terminator 2 do 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 yeah. do do we're doing Terminator 2 why are we doing Terminator Skynet. 2 and not Terminator 1 because it's the anniversary of Terminator 2 Terminator 2 is oh. and you, it, it's, oh. the, it's the better film it's the better film okay. yeah. so you, you don't, don't need to have you seen Terminator 1 no all you have to know it. is that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the bad guy in number 1 he was bad guy in the no, first that's one that's all we're gonna say that's yeah, all we're gonna say yeah, yeah. so Arnold Schwarzenegger okay. was the villain in number 1 okay yeah because yeah. uh, I've honestly ready for this never seen number 1 have you not? And doesn't impact my viewing of two at all. It's got Michael Bain in it. Yeah. Or Bean, however you want to say it. I'm saying Bain. I'm committed to that. Michael Bain. He's my so favorite. So that is what we are doing next week. So please join us next week when we tackle Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie of 1991. Oh, amazing movie. Terminator 2. You mean not Hot Shots, because that also came out in no. 1991. This movie was a cult. Like, it's a huge. I remember kids in my school had t-shirts. Went, like, we were all too young to see the movie, but yeah, we all yeah, had the merch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was a cultural juggernaut, this film. Huge. All right. So please join us next week when we tackle James Cameron. Yes. Yeah, the James Cameron director did Titanic, and he yeah, also yeah. did Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, four. Hey, we're all still here. We're all still friends. Good. <laughs> four. Best film ever. Ah, uh, Benny. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. And I've been Georgia. And oh, I didn't please. say Zico. <laughs> I've done it again. Four. Best film ever. Ah, uh, Benny. I've been Zico. I've been oh, Ellie. Oh, and oh. I've been Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> And please, please, please join us for all the stuff we got coming out this week. And as for next week, we'll be back. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. Give me your coat, your boots, and your motorcycle. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.